I'm actually behind schedule. I thought I'd have uh, time to... Well, not that I'd have time. I was busy. Busy, busy, busy trying to... Uh, just get get around the crushing... Crushing... Uh, censorship. Not censorship. Debanking. It's a debanking. The PayPal thing is a goddamn pisser. But... But I think I've come up with a solution that should work. I'm hoping. 
<laughs> I'm hoping. Uh, question. Optic never inflamed. No shot, but coof twice. Migraine consistent. It's rough life. Uh, let's say I would need to know a lot more before um, uh, or giving medical advice on stream. Um, how do you know the optic nerve is inflamed to begin with? Have you had an MRI? Um, but it's a, it's a speak to me afterwards, I guess, would be my advice. Obviously, what I can suggest, but usually inflammation, my, my, my response to people is don't be afraid don't be afraid of some ibuprofen right there's no there's no gold medals at the end for suffering needlessly you're in pain uh you understand that there's something wrong your bodies give you the message you can uh, lay down press take a take a couple of ibuprofen and uh you know chillax you know that's what that's what i do I would, uh, all you people in America, you just have a, you have a pharmacopoeia of, uh, compounds available to you. Um, use them. That's what, that's what, just wonder if it's related to Kufa. Yeah, look, any, um, any neurotropic virus can do all those types of things. And actually, shout out to Main Pain at the moment for dropping... I shopped a whole bunch of links, and again, it's a area of endless fascination to me because you know my field, I guess, and um, it's the honing in of long-term viral exposure in the emergence of neurodegenerative conditions, and we knew about a whole bunch, a whole bunch before SARS came along, and now we've got to try and get a measure of SARS and see what it see what it does in the in the big scheme of things uh oh something uh why is that not muted mute mute you but uh Reluca, yes you were faster than me uh putting a link into uh, arc medics shout out to arc medic crew god he's a hero i swear to god man um there's so many heroes in this last two and a half years just just as i was getting ready um, after dealing with, uh, again, housekeeping bullshit, I'm going to have to get into that in a minute. And I was, I was supposed to have an interview midnight Thursday. Now, I believe today is Thursday. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, no, it says Thursday. It's Thursday my time. So, um, swollen, swollen optic nerve. Just reduce the inflammation. Get some CBD. Do any, anything you can. Um, look, you want to, you want to, it, it depends what it is, right? And if, if it's not an active SARS-CoV-2 infection, which I don't know it is right now. Um, oh, you know what? Let me, let me just do something real quick. Uh, let me do this. I've fixed, uh, Streamlabs. Let's, let's go to house, housekeeping whilst I'm doing this. So... Um, this, this AI art machine, <laughs> it's, it's bananas, but, uh, the stuff people are, are making with it is just, <laughs> I'm gonna, I gotta remember for one thing is, uh, uh Joker, Joker Raccoon Mutant that burns everything. Uh, is there something we can use as a prophylactic for Nipper? So Nipper, I think, is again one of these RNA type viruses. So I, I would presume that the same 
the same countermeasures are necessary. Um, again, I think, look, I, I'm of the opinion that what you're going to see this winter is the ramping up the combination of gene transfection and exposure to these very fast spreading Omicron variants. And it's Japan is having its worst period with SARS right now over the whole of the pandemic. And, you know, it's a healthy nation, right? <laughs> I, there's no Walmart fat is here. I'm, I'm the fattest person in Japan, except for the sumo wrestlers. Um, he says, Doc, it was spell shit, not rough life throughout life. I don't know uh, what that means, but uh, but yes, thank you for putting the link to Archmedic Substack. He's got a new one. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, but uh, everyone he does read. Um, is C60 good, Kevin, or is there a cheaper replacement? Um, look. C60 is fullerene, right? And this is the thing that we had to do with uh, <laughs> Paul Cottrell, right? Paul C All these people that were making markups right now on basic vitamins and antioxidants. Now, look, I, I'm, I can't advocate for or, or, or really give much advice beyond something as... Uh, synthetic does the body make fullerene i'm not sure it does so do you want to be adding it do you want to be adding what is essentially one of the base materials of transhumanism into your body i'm i'm a little skeptical about that to tell the truth and you know it, again with things like silver and um this it's the sale list on, on paul Cattrall's website okay <laughs> but look um you can buy fullerene from eBay, right? eBay fullerene. And it's just, they just, um, pure C60 olive oil. There you go. One gram, one gram of 99.71% fullerene, 87 bucks. There you go. And I bet you, you can do, uh, you can make a whole bunch. You can put that into a gallon of olive oil, probably. Um, we go well in a report on us we're looking at nmr anyway um again i i'm I, i'm look eat right um there's a there's a whole slew of natural sort of vitamins and proteins and i tried i tried buying some amino you know powdered amino acid you know just to sort of help with keto and uh it's disgusting <laughs> that tub is going to waste i can't I, I can't handle it it's it's just too synthetic tasting so you know just be nice to yourself would be my advice ask for advice bringing up what stream is about um oh so i'm i was going to do some neuroscience but i'm late i'm late uh getting to the party so it seems and i'm supposed to be doing a I believe a radio interview in 15 minutes. And this is the time that I was given midnight Thursday. I think it's Thursday. It should be midnight. TNT radio. Yes. Yes. Um, is CWD amyloid plaque or prion? Uh, chronic wasting disease in deer. Um, 
amyloid is a is a prion right what does prion mean prion is proteinaceous infectious particle that's what it means right and amyloid alpha synuclein um tau there's a, there's a whole list of proteins that misfold and we now all just can, because they're infective right they they'll they'll passage from neuron to neuron and as a consequence we just consider them all prion disorders now are you doing the interview here yeah yeah i, I intend to um if not we'll do neuroscience i've got a whole bunch of tabs to get through and look we're in it we're in a world right we're in a world where you know not only are we coping with the fact that all our institutions have been epsteinized epsteinized to the nth degree that it's very very difficult to trust anything and we're now after this week they've told us what's going on everything everything that we've been saying over the last two and a half years is true SARS-CoV-2 is the consequence of military I don't want to say black projects, but projects that they've camouflaged behind, well, medical countermeasures and all, all this kind of thing. And, it, and again, a medical countermeasure and a weapon is just, the, it's just intent. That's all. That's all. Uh, it's the start of the big fall. Look, maybe, maybe. Um, someone, someone used the term siege warfare. They're engaged in siege warfare, probably have been for a long time. And now, yeah, it looks like we're probably a lot further down the rabbit hole than we would like to think we are. And, you know, that's the whole point of this next generation warfare, right? Is to, is to press advantage without the other side really knowing what's going on. Uh, I, look, I knew it was synthetic when I had it. I was like, that's... It's... Uh, Giant flu, siege warfare. Yes, because um, what they're going to do, they've instantiated pandemic with maybe looking at famine. And now, now for many, including that, my, my electricity bill was $200 more expensive this month. Now, they didn't say that they'd changed the price or anything, but um oh, there it was extra 200 bucks slapped on it and it's not like anything's changed with respect to what i keep running but just up 200 bucks so i you know it's, it's painful which is why that, that that spurred me to uh try and find ways to try and make it easier to lend support to these uh projects and um just a little update um the monkey study is now under review with the right people. And I'm hopeful that we can move forward on that. And, you know, if, if you, again, I'll just, I'm just reiterating myself a lot of the time. That's what these streams are. Just, uh, just here for a bit of uh, uh, the soundtrack to Armageddon. Um, looking at, vaccines under microscopes or, or doing any of the sort of forensic type analysis on them okay it's told us something 
right? We know that there's variation among batches. We've we've found copper in the uh, AstraZeneca, and there's no graphene oxide. And I'm going to go with the Germans, okay, on this. The Germans. I think they're pretty much on the money. And in this instance, I think there's a... It, you've got to step it up. One of the things, you know, the study that I had lined up, the neuroscience, was about looking at the vasculature. Um, it's published in Brain. Brain is a is a serious journal. Um, I've been published in it a few times. I'm proud of my Brain publications. Right, clinical, clinical neuroscience. Brain is like the workhorse for the world and there's a very very important paper in there about how SARS impacts the vasculature in I think there's military age men didn't just check that uh, fatigue um, why did I think it was military um, no that's not the paper is it this is the paper uh, Brain, brain. Mm. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. But um, there's a... Uh, did it get published in Brain? What am I, what am I looking at? Where's, I'm missing a paper. Hmm. Oh, hang on. I'm... Uh, Hmm, what's going on? I thought it had been published. Let me just check my notes again. Never mind. Anyway, um, again, uh, there's there's multi levels that we have to deal with. Apparently, FLCC were talking about neurological damage. Finally, finally, people are sort of beginning to to catch on to this because there's only so much burden that you can take before you st people start noticing that shit's going on there's only so many people you can have face planting into the into the ground before people say hang on a minute what's going on and there's a there's a probability quite a high one that gene transfection of that spike protein might be a really really bad idea it might it might be impacting the vasculature just like a bad SARS infection would because it's got past all your immune barriers. But anyway, if if there is no uh, radio interview, and I've got the times wrong, but it does say does say midnight Thursday. Does that mean does that mean Friday midnight? I don't know. What, what am I? Uh... I don't know. Let me just ask Richard. Anything about the TNT interview? Let me just check my. No, I'm I'm not lying to you. I've just confirmed the interview with you and Fleming on TNT eight a.m. Pacific time, which is midnight Thursday for you, Kevin. What time is it in the Pacific? PST. 
Yeah, I make it in nine minutes. Um. No, no, no one's, <laughs> no one's contacting me. Maybe that, maybe I've got an email coming in. Wait one second. Uh, uh. Oh yeah, Marie wanted me to look at something as well. Let me just do this before, um, before we get on. Uh, if you wandered in here, wonder what's going on. I am a real scientist and published. Have my own lab. Still got a lab. Um, it's more sort of virtual nowadays. But um, he. <laughs> Uh, th that's me, right? You can find me on the internet. Real, real. And I've been standing here for two and a half years. It's been a lonely, lonely journey. I'm trying to warn you all. Warn you all that, they've, uh, that their military programs have got out of hand. They've done everything to cover it up and they've let a demon out. They've let a demon out and right now we should be considering worst case scenarios because they've literally just told us it's a worst case scenario. As everyone scatters. Um, but what I would like to do... No, not that. <laughs> Go away. Leave. Uh, WTYL, not working. Text evading blicks. Just not doing their thing. All right, let's do this. McCann, Dojo. Again, it's constant battle here. But a win. A win, folks. Um, please go to McCannDojo.com. There is a new link where... Um, I'd give you a million dollars if I had two million. Thank you. That's uh, that means a lot. But um, if you go to McCannDojo.com, in fact, you can take this link and you can use Streamlabs again. And Streamlabs will take PayPal or credit cards if you don't want to use the tip jar or Patreon or any of the other means of trying to support me as I keep trying to warn the world, right? They've gone to war against you. Whether by accident or whether by design, you're in it. It's de facto by warfare, in the words of uh, the powerful Charles Rixey. And uh, the... Oh, hang on. There's a there's a Skype message for me. Let's just see what's going on. For uh, <laughs> Logging in where? Um, maybe I've missed something in the... I didn't see any Zoom. Uh, I don't see any Zoom. Zoom links or anything. What's going on? What's going on? This is a shit show, right? Um, No, I don't, um, I don't have any links. Please, please, someone send me a link. Someone send me a link. Um, I've got the one with, uh, Young. All right, let's see if, uh, Richard has a... Let's uh, type into me. Let me just call him. Okay. Uh, hi, Richard. Um, do you, do you have any links 
for this interview? <laughs> I'm looking for it. I don't have anything. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking for it. I, I have a telephone call into Nash. They were um, they sent the uh, video from Monday, um, but I'm I'm looking for uh, as we speak. I'm trying to get a hold of them. So bear with me. I'll be right back to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, as as you as you're telling your viewers, I kind of I kind of uh, checked in on you. You there is there is an uh, an interview scheduled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but be... I don't know I don't know where or how to contact them or how or if they're contacting right. us. So um, yeah. yeah, all right, I'll let right you back. I'll let you figure it out. Okay, okay, okay. bye bye. Right. There you go, folks. Uh, so um, let me look. There's a victory here, folks. Streamlabs. Streamlabs, um, you can you can you can wrangle it so that they'll take a bank account, and uh, you can go in there. You can go in there, please. Someone try it, and uh, hopefully you should get an alert come on the screen uh, if you try a tip, and uh, you can use you can use your PayPal account. So no, uh, you don't have to worry about your credit cards or anything like that. Um, so I hope I hope that helps with the dent that those bastards put in uh, the support stream that the old dog was having let me uh, copy that link for you um so yes you can use gaypal um you can send a message like that it will pop up on the screen and do all all the magic all the magic all the entertainment uh Oscar man says dr fleming that beautiful beautiful man uh look man R richard does a lot, of, a lot of work and again he's um I was going to do, look, I'm going to stream tomorrow morning, my time with David Crocco, and I'm going to go over Brian Ardist's, Ardist, sorry, again, and Venom in the Water. And again, you, look at what a grift looks like versus what Richard does. And the, the, the two are, are completely opposite. And this is a, wow. Well, it's it's a tough row to hoe, if because you you want to you as a dissident in this space. When I tell you it's been hard for two and a half years, when you get accounts pulled left, right, and center because of what what were they charging with medical misinformation? What for trying to tell you about SARS? For trying to tell you that it attacks the brain? for trying to tell you that gene transfection uh, might not be the optimal solution right now. Um, it's It's been hard. It's the same for Richard. Um, his accounts get taken out. He's not on YouTube. He's not, well, he manages to stay on Twitter. And you know what? Richard is a far more patient individual than I am. Hi, Richard. That working? Um, so Nash is working on that. He's working on it. Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, trying to get the link. So, um, <clears throat> I'll put you on the screen. People want to see you. <laughs> see that I'm still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They haven't got me yet. Um. um <clears throat> so. Just, just so people know, we're not. Uh, we can, we can stream together. It's okay. It's yeah. Just as interesting. There's plenty to um, talk about. Um, 
but we were supposed to be on TNT. Is that the radio station? Yes, it is. Um, and they are in the process of, of uh, getting getting that link. Uh, I'm sure it's probably just one of those little glitches that occurred. Uh, I think they were originally planning on this being Friday morning, and then it got moved to today. Okay. Um, so it maybe just got by them. Um, I heard you make a comment. I'm, I'm just flabbergasted that I'm that I'm uh, hearing. I guess I should click that so I can see you live. Sending me if it's um, I, I'm just flabbergasted by the fact that you're having to make a comment to people that you're a real scientist. Um, I, I'm hoping somebody isn't sitting out there going, well, uh, are you a real scientist, Dr. McCarron? Um, well, uh, you know, it just, there's a, there's a constant struggle, right? When, especially when you have been pushed out to the edges like this for <clears> taking <throat> the stand that we have done when, I, I don't know if you saw the stream I did about Jeffrey Sachs and him being on with Robert Kennedy. Um, basically, everything that we've said, right, right, right down to, and not not just us. There are there are a few Mark who's tonics in the stream today. Um, there's been a whole bunch of us trying to hold the line that these are bio warfare programs, and they he came out and said it. Right. In uh, uh, uh with Robert Kennedy, and. Mm -hmm. I don't think people realize how hard a stance it's been to hold that because you get mocked at one level and um that you know that's shit posting that's my my bread and butter I'm, but. I'm good at that I love I love that my mother used to have an expression um and she used to say if they were picking on her they were leaving other people alone mm. I should have paid more attention when she was telling me that and you know, but but it means it's hard to reach out to people and the thing is there's a there's a lot of people in this space who are non-credible actors right. and you know whether whether it's young most recently on the radar and again if you look you you, you can have with richard you can watch a intellectual and thorough takedown of robert young it's on Rumble. I don't know if you've got a link. If you put it to me, I'll put it in the chat, uh, Richard. And um, or you can have me just um, rough him up a bit and have <laughs> Sasha to, to cut him off. But there's um, we're we're having to operate in the space where those cranks are operating while trying to do actual science, while trying to warn people. And warn people, warn people in the sen in the <sighs> when the narrative control machinery is is immense, and they they have gone all out to try to take us down. And right. it's it's not a it's not a it's not easy. It's not easy, and uh, you know it's a it's a. I don't know, Pyrrhic victory of sorts to to have that all sort of confirmed because it just it just means our worst. Well, the the, the we're at the 
extreme end of the spectrum of potential possibilities. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, we, the, the really hard job for you and I and, and, and a few others is to really represent what science is, which means to look at all the misinformation that is coming from both directions and have to deal with that because the polarization of people right now is such that they are either, for lack of a better term, pro-Fauci or anti-Fauci, as opposed to pro-science versus anti-science. And <clears throat> the problem here is that there are some very good people uh, in the sense that they are very good at at selling things. And, you know, you and I have been listening to some of their slicing through pieces of misinformation. I mean, I listened to an interview that Brian Artis did a couple of days ago, just before me and, and Andrew Hall, just before Andrew Hall and myself, um, where, you know, artists in the past said that he was upset with remdesivir because they put his father-in-law on it and he died. Well, in this interview um, that he just did, his father-in-law was on a different drug than remdesivir. And I'm not a pro remdesivir person, but, you know, if you have been uh, talking about remdesivir because your father-in-law was put on and died, and then I hear you say it wasn't remdesivir, it was some other drug, and you don't identify it. Um, now I'm now I'm I'm questioning what you were doing that entire amount of time, um, and and he gets uh, certification wrong as far as as physicians are concerned. I mean, uh, he he makes it sound like, uh, and he used cardiologist as an example. So gee, I wonder who he was thinking about. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> you know, the the process is much more. It's much different for allopathic medicine in that you have to, once you complete medical college, then you go on to an internship and residency and you compete to get into those positions based upon your past performance. Then you have to complete the program. Then you have to sit for a board examination to call yourself boarded board certified. And then to get into a fellowship, this is a pyramid system. There are even fewer positions that you're competing for. You have to complete the fellowship, which is three years in cardiology. And then you have to sit for the certification uh, board on that, which shows you didactically and clinically have those those qualifications. And he, he plays it off as something else. I listened to him um, talk about uh, acupuncture and it's, I'm not, I'm not going to get into an argument about chiropractors versus MDs because the Supreme Court has already ruled that medical doctors cannot discourage you from going to chiropractors, although chiropractors can discourage you from going to a medical doctor. Um, and he was no, given just, an just, as, uh, just as a look, man, good chiropractor and I've got a fifth back. I'm, have at it. Right? It's when the chiropractor starts trying to tell you um you you need xyz and um start going outside the scope of what i consider their expertise right right and so um you know he uh he was asked to explain acupuncture 
And he spent probably about 10 minutes talking around the history of acupuncture, of which he said that it was because the Chinese collected history on people who had symptoms before and after they entered the military, their military battles. And, and he came up with a conclusion that it would be, it was that headaches were resolved with acupuncture because they looked at soldiers in the field who had been shot in the foot between their first and second toe. Now, I'm not sure, I mean, that in and of itself, I find it very challenging to think that they had a lot of people being shot between the first and second toes of people's feet in battle. Well, just acu acupuncture is thousands of years old. I don't think they had guns back then. That's that aspect. Yeah. Well, acupuncture, we know, works because the sites where the needles are inserted actually release endorphins. When you, when you stimulate them with a needle. And endorphins are the equivalent of morphine, so they are the naturally occurring morphine. So here was an opportunity for him to say that, and he doesn't know that, but he, he wants everybody to say he's an acupuncturist. Okay, but the problem is I listened to him for 10 minutes plus talk about a topic and not explain it, which is what these grifters do. They talk about things and never explain them. It doesn't matter whether it's artists or Mikevitz or Made. And I listened to an interview with her recently. Uh, that she survived that plane crash. Back in March. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but she wanted to emphasize to people that her name is pronounced Made. So, uh, you know, like Michael Vitz. Uh, so that's good. I'm, I'm happy for the clarification on that. But when people are presenting misinformation, it, that lack of credibility should be a warning sign for other people. And, and, you know, if we're going to have a pro-Fauci, anti-Fauci society where we're going to go after these people legally. I can't have these, these people in a, in a courtroom providing testimony on, on, uh, on nonsense that they have no knowledge base on uh, because a, an intelligent jury with a second grade education should be able to conclude that, that uh, it's nonsense and that will just gut the real the real science and you and I have been fighting um, for two and a half years to point out the the legitimate information in science and now we have you know it's outstanding we have Andrew Huff we have Johanna Dinert we have uh, Charles Rixey um, I have not spoken with who did you just say Mark Kuzak is on, is Kulak, on yeah who's tonic and spoken. look you should, we should get um Jonathan as well. Look, John, Jonathan was on the receiving end of literal losing his job for trying to hold the line about what SARS was, um, lab origins, etc. And Pittsburgh kicked him out of his job, right? And he was faculty. And you know, huh. okay, so so before before I lose my train of thought here on this. I am being invited uh, in September to lecture in um, uh, my apologies for the people in Pennsylvania that I don't have this down better, whether it's Pittsburgh or Philadelphia. I think it is um, uh, 
uh, it's Philadelphia. But if he knows people in that area and, and, um, connect him and, and myself up, if you would, because I'm going to be giving a presentation in Philadelphia on the 26th of September. And I would be happy to try to figure out something here. Uh, okay. Dr. Fleming, I'm on the phone with the studio. Okay. He's letting me know they're on the on telephone with the studio. Okay. Um, and so Jonathan, if you would like to, uh, Kevin, if you would like to connect me up with Jonathan, I would be happy to try to get him. Uh, it sounds like that's his, his area of the country involved in that. Um, find out a little bit more about him because I apologize, Jonathan, that I don't know more about you than I probably should. Um, but yeah, and, you know, uh, he's 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 yeah. been doing this as long as I have, and like I say, he was um, kicked out of his job, and literally, literally for being right, for holding his ground and being right in, in an academic environment, and this this is what we've devolved into, right, right. where um, lick spittles are, well, you know, one day. You get the naive, I, I guess they're young, tend towards young, I guess, where they think that the the scientific world is still untainted and you can do it the old-fashioned way, uh, uh, email to the contact on a paper, etc., and think that think that you're going to get a um, objective response from people that right now we know are lying. Like, literally, not 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 just lying. Um, engaged in war crimes, I would argue. Once they went down that cover-up route, all all bets were off. And when Jeffrey Sachs is saying, and and again, I uh, I don't trust him at all. I think his body language spoke volumes to me, and in in a way, he was giggling about the interactions that he had with people like Dayzak where you know he's, he asked Dayzak for the the grants that he that was you know we're interested in where, where they were doing this gain of function research and um, Dayzak turned around and said my lawyers aren't going to allow that and so this Lancet commission was Well, well, completely compromised, and he he admits that. And again, I think a lot of it was damage control. But in that damage control, they let everything go. the the The, the real question is, are people going to pick up on it? This this is the problem that I have. Yeah, well, it it, it it's real hard to have people understand the, you know, all the things that you just said and we've been saying, if we're only going to focus on, on a Twitter mentality here, um, hold that thought. This is Nash uh, calling in, okay. and uh, I've been told that they made a mistake on the system, so give me a moment here. No worries. Yes. Uh, Yes, Nash. I, I just put the phone out of the and a lot of the communication, you know, Can I? Is there a mute button? 
Well, I don't know. I'll keep sort of. So I, I don't know if we're going on the radio, folks. Maybe, maybe not. But again, I, I'll, I'll book time. I've, you know, we were, I was supposed to spend time with Richard. So I mean, if we're just uh, talking back and forth, and we can just go through and um, talk about where we are, and you know, again, um, I'm I'm very isolated in Japan. I've done everything that I can physically, I guess. Um, been I don't know. I've looked at it sort of fighting behind enemy lines. Oh, jihad science, and okay. Yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah, I, I will let him know I'm I'm actually on Skype with him right now, so let me address that. Um, and, and no, Monday is not a possibility at that time because Andrew Huff and I already have uh, uh, an interview that we're doing. So um, let let me talk to let me talk to Kevin. I'll let him and his, his audience know, and we'll talk later. Okay. 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 Uh, yes, I guess there's no TNT uh, interview. Yeah, what happened is um, there was miscommunication between people. Um, I guess there's a guest host that's currently in place, but the host host of the program wants to be the one to interview us and not somebody else. I don't know exactly why that is. Uh, they wanted to do um, Monday uh, at a certain time, and I told them that Andrew F. and I already have something that's scheduled at that hour. So they will, um, I think they're they're simply working on uh, trying to figure out when they're going to do the replacement. So as far as your audience members are concerned, I'm validating if there's any question about what Dr. McCarran said. I'm validating uh, the, any statement that he made about a scheduled interview on TNT radio. It was supposed to happen. They are rescheduling it. They've actually been uh, scheduling a number of interviews and are clearly very, very interested in uh, in what's going on. Now, uh, TNT the, Radio is it's like a national radio network in the U.S. Is that it's the... actually internet? It's international. Um, so you know, I mean, Nash did an interview last night at 11 p.m. his time which would have been midnight my, my time. And I don't do interviews at midnight. Um, well, you're about midnight now. So, it's a good you know, time. That was, Kids are in bed. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather get up early and do an interview. Um, I used to always check in uh, at the hospital at about uh, 6 a.m. And in the two hours before I would do morning report. Um, I would get most of my work for the day done and then try to <laughs> figure out what I was going to do for the rest of the day because people, um, you know, normally uh, interfere when, when you're trying to work both in the office setting and clinical setting. And being there that early allowed me to get so much stuff done that the rest of my day was so much easier as a result. So, I, I thought all doctors... Uh, what, yeah. I had to be there early. I thought that was part of the board exam. You just get up. <laughs> you know, I had, uh, so Willerson, who was the head of cardiology, um, who I think I've told, uh, mentioned before that of the, of the five physicians that were there when JFK's body was brought in, I know three of them and Willerson was one of them, but he was head of our fellowship program, uh, joined, uh, during my second year. Um, and he used to, 
scream, uh, scream at us and say, when he was in training as a resident, he would take the train. I think it was in Chicago, but I won't swear. So, um, no, it's allowed on my stream. It's encouraged. At 6 a.m. And- I'm sorry? It's allowed on my stream. You're supposed to do it. It's encouraged. Adds to the uh, ambience. <laughs> he, uh, and, and then at, at 10 to 11 p.m. at night, he would go home and everybody else was jealous of him because he'd get to see all the obviously interesting cases that nobody else was there for. Um, uh, you, listen, when, as a cardiology fellow and as a resident, those were our hours. I mean, when I was a an intern resident, uh, that was before the DuPont fiasco when they, when they started abbreviating uh, resident hours. And we literally would put in 110 to 120 hour work weeks. Uh, you know, and I remember our first paycheck we got, uh, um, with a salary of something like 22, 23,000 a year. And we thought we were just, uh, this was outstanding because we were getting paid now until we figured out it was something like a dollar 16 per hour. Um, and, and then we, <laughs> we depressingly went back to work. Um, mm, yeah, well. but, you know, look, that's, I mean, that's where the term intern comes from because in the old days, even preceding my, uh, years, um, the first year you actually live in the hospital facility, you were interned there. So you, you ate there, you slept there, you lived there. When you weren't on call, you still were there because um, training uh, as, a, as an intern fellow is meant to uh, put in extensive hours and get you to be able to, to uh, regurgitate things and treat trauma in a very short order period of time. You know, that's my, my standard introductory statement to people that I'm a PhD, MD, JD. So PhDs solve problems, MDs treat problems, and JDs cause problems. Um, and, and MDs are designed to regurgitate massive amounts of material at the drop of a hat, but not necessarily to solve a problem. So when something new comes up, it can be uh, challenging for the medical community. But um <clears throat> Yeah. Which, which we've seen and uh, you know that's uh, that's something i can yeah. guarantee you that uh one robert o young hasn't done oh god uh yeah um so you know there's uh, one of the one of the people that that constantly harasses me on twitter is connected up with ivan aransky uh and Ivan Aransky is somebody, I think his wife is one of the producers or head out shots at CNN. And Aransky, um, <clears throat> Aransky, uh, sorry, um, they're asking if we can do Tuesday uh, at 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, so Tuesday can... So this would be the same time next Tuesday. Can can you and I do this interview with TNN? Of course, of course. no problem. Okay, okay. So let me just text Nash uh, with this. This is kind of like making rounds. Um, <clears throat> making rounds, okay. Well, <laughs> well, look, if it gets if it gets the word out, and you know, if TNT is as big as state, if it's the TNT, I think. I know then great that we can get on there and sort of hammer home the point that Mm. 
right. what we've been saying is true. <clears throat> the the worst the worst elements of right, right, <clears throat> and and that's and that's what Ivan is, um, uh, and that's why. Uh, sorry to, to go back on that. Um, Ivan Aransky is somebody who uh, wrote as a medical student how hard his life was uh, as a medical student. And then as a psychiatry intern, as psych- psychiatry resident. So he, he was doing a psychiatry. Oh, are you, are you, you're talking about uh, Retraction Watch guy. Are you talking about Retraction yeah, Watch guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he complained about how hard it was as an intern, now this is post my era and post the DuPont group where the hours are protected. So as a psychiatry intern, he was complaining about the exhausting hours. And what happened is they never invited Aransky back for the rest of his residency. So this is a guy who, if he completed his first year, is doing well. I don't know if he did, but he was never invited back. He moaned and groaned and complained that the hours were too long. And and just as from my perspective as a cardiologist, which means I was an internal medicine resident, the hours we worked made psychiatry look like, you know, a party. And this guy was complaining about it. So he never got invited back for his residency. He never completed his residency. He never took his boards because he never completed his residency. As far as I can tell, he's never had a license to practice medicine. And now he's out there professing to be a journalist and going after all the bad medicine. And this guy doesn't have the scientific or medical foundation to be making these types of comments. But what he seems to have a focus on which is the same type of focus these other people have, which is why I bring him up. Not to mention the fact I just don't like the guy. Um, uh, is uh, uh, He's constantly going after anybody who thinks differently than he does and is trying to drive the published medical literature narrative. And the last thing we need is somebody who didn't complete his psychiatry residency and has never been a physician now claiming that he's the expert in what is scientific, uh, scientifically valid research and publications. And look, That's my point. We just, we just had Jeffrey Sachs again, admit that the um, the original papers which came out at the beginning of this pandemic, which many of us pointed out were terrible, terrible mm. at attempts at um, trying to bamboozle the public, um, trying to make them look at a different direction, trying to hold a narrative which they've sat around a table, well, a Skype call probably, Zoom call, and said, mm. we, we, will, we will go down this pathway. When they when they knew, they knew that there were problems. They didn't they didn't sit there and think, oh, it would be the best thing to come clean right now and say we don't know, right? That that, that would have been enough. Mm-hmm. There's a concern here, that, and and we don't know. But no, they had to they had to do everything <clears throat> to cover it up. And you know, a, right. as lower opinion I have of Sachs, um, he's done us a favor in in admitting it admitting that there have been a number of institutional failures that have led people 
well, the people don't know what to do. That's the problem. There was not a organized, um, no, no, I almost said the narrative is is wrong. That that, but we didn't we didn't use the tools that we've been given to analyze the problem properly. It was it was all about narrative right. control, and they that was the program that they were gonna gonna go with. Now I would, I would, I'm just right. actually contemplating right. if we can if we can actually write a like a letter on the strength of his statements. Mm. Right, uh, and see if see if you can get it published in a in a sort of bigger. Um, yeah, I would I would be happy to. Um, I'm I'm getting lots of interruptions from these folks. I'm going to have to cut this short. I would be interested in in working with you on that, and I would like to submit it to Lancet since this has to do with the credibility of medicine. Mm. Mm. Well, science yeah. as well. But... Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have to take this. I'm going to have to end up uh, sure. cutting this shorter than I expected. But um, next Tuesday, same time, uh, same station. Okay. Very good, sir. I will speak okay, to you perfect. then. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. All right. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. All right, folks. So uh, a quick, sh no, well, quick. Uh... Well, I have probably, it was probably just been half an hour on TNT anyway. But Tuesday now, I didn't, I didn't mess up. Uh, they did. So um, let's see. What can we do? Uh, I, I've got a whole bunch of tabs that we can go through, and uh, I'll try and get to the neuroscience. Um, let me just let me just check. Um, I was bloody certain I had a paper that was from Brain, but uh, maybe maybe I just goofed up. It may have. Um, I make mistakes, folks. We all make mistakes. Um, it's about owning them. <laughs> just uh, step up to the... Uh, just be honest with people. Snake Venom I'm going to do tomorrow with um, David Croco. And let's see. This, this, no, not this. Um... That. Uh, yes, this one. Got it from Thailand Medical and Brain. Yeah, that was right. Oh, all right. Uh, so I'll try and work towards this this paper. I don't know. I don't know why um, it disappeared from my tabs. Well, well, power cut. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, we'll just roll with a normal stream. So again, just going to reiterate, um, you do have it, the stream will be up on WTYL afterwards, and of course, uh, Tip Jars did that uh, again. A bit more of the housekeeping. If you're new here, you can join our Discord. It's cool, and uh, you can register to be notified if you want an email. And again. My advice would be, yeah, take take the offer, take the offer for the email because there's no guarantee that I will stay up on a channel, uh, particularly YouTube. But the when are you planning on talking to Shrimp Zoo again? I haven't heard anything from Shrimp Zoo, and the thing is, as I'm as I lose contacts on Twitter, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's uh, he 
still alive. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, all those links, uh, McCann Dojo, that's where you can go to support me. And now, um, I believe with, uh, with Streamlabs, we can, uh, crack the, uh, PayPal. So I guess victory. All right. So let's see what, uh, I had, um, oh, I'll miss that one. Do this. Um, so again, we're seeing, uh, more, more, uh, Shahids, Shahids for the carbon cause. Uh, second death confirmed during comrades. Um, I think this is South Africa. Yes. Some marathon in South Africa have died and some nutty figure, I think like a whole bunch ended up in intensive care as well. So 47 year old collapsed shortly before. Yeah. And, uh, Hollywood bets, a flex club, Mzumbu Matembu died while running the race. Kwazu, how do you say that? KwaZulu Natal. And James added that a total of 74 runners have been transported to hospital by the time Comrades shut its medical facilities at 8 a.m. Now, look, man, I get it. People going to need medical facilities at, at marathons. They're, they're grueling events, right? <laughs> I've, I've never run one. And um, again, What's that? Just telegram. God damn it. Um, mute. Julian Assange. Julian Assange. How dare you, sir? Again. All we, all we can do is uh, salute their... Uh, salute that We need the Shaheed music. Wait one second. Um... Do this YouTube and because uh, there's a whole bunch of nasheeds that we need to uh, we need to be celebrating. Uh, do this and uh, well, can I just yeah, let's do this one. Let's do this one. Go on, work. So two Nasheeds in uh, South Africa. Um, we salute them. Al Akbar. Um, Elvis actress, singer, Shonka, Shonka Durex. Cause of death revealed. Now, Nasheeds a little it's a bit distracting. Um, no, no signs of foul play. But what do we find? 44 years old, was found dead on July 21st in a bedroom at an apartment in Nashville. The fifth university graduate shared her, uh, shared her apartment with her two young children. And if you go down, um, they say she had um, arthrosclerosis and, again, cardiovascular symptomology. And um, she stepped up, I'm guessing. She's taken, taken the oh, shot and uh, become a shaheed we support her carbon sequestering Allah next one um, 32 years age 
famous actress. Well, I don't know, supposedly famous. Uh, famous among DC fans, indie film buffs and fashionistas has died. A rep for the South African actress model tells DMZ passed away Monday from an unexpected sudden illness. We don't know yet what illness Dean was fighting, but a source tells us she died in hospital. Um, I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, the trailer looks hilarious. Um, we salute the Shahids again. Al Akbar. The quest of that carbon. Set the example. The rest of you citizens are slacking. Hurry up. Sequester that carbon. Uh, right. Um, it's, it's, I think I think that's uh, all the famous, uh, famous carbon sequestering I had on the list. But I'm going to try and rush to get towards the uh, neuroscience. Let's do that. So 90% third jab rate for Hong Kong secondary schools to resume classes. Oof. I don't think my kids would be going to school. Sorry. And uh, I have to say, uh, a lot of uh, tubby-looking Hong Kongers there. But then I guess they uh, hardly got space to go running. Uh, I would imagine uh, computer games uh, dominate the, uh, should we say, the leisure sphere. Um, but uh, disturbing. So secondary schools, 90% uh, triple vaccinated. Now, again... Um, we'll see what happens in the winter. Hong Kong just had a massive spike. We'll, we can't but wait. But at the same time, we have news from Hong Kong that uh, kids, kids now are coming under pressure. Um, while Hong Kong is facing yet another COVID-19 surge caused by a variety of new SARS-CoV-2 variants. And again, indicating to us that Gert van den Bosch was probably... On the money, he was right. I'm. I, th I think he has been for a long time, and uh, the. Who knows what's coming this winter, and you know what what happens? What's his what's his premise that in a, in an environment where you force the virus to go down immune escape avenues and you essentially force everyone to have the same type of immune response to the pathogen, then you could be looking at serious problems. And it's going to end up in, in those that, who are most vulnerable. Uh, you fought some pure THC for the health and cancers, etc., etc. Um, look, the... Those plants and those compounds are great. I love them. I really do. Um, they're powerful anti-inflammatories. They do all sorts of uh, wonderful things. The problem with them is, is that they're just, uh, how you say, uh, easy, easy to uh, abuse. I'm a, I'm a wake and bake kind of dude, um, and you know, I get, I get more done without it. I guess is is what I'm getting at. But you know, like any medicine, take care. So that's 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 what I think about um, the cannabinoids. So um, high THC isn't everything. No, and actually, I can get CBD in in Japan. Um, I it didn't do much for me. That's the problem. Um, for pain, it was or my my type of pain didn't didn't work and it's expensive. <laughs> it's like two hundred bucks a month. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, kids. Um, let's see what let's see what we've got here. Bates findings causing concern in Hong Kong, which has seen a seven-day average of almost 8,000 new COVID-19 infections per day, with almost 9,896 new cases reported in the last 24 hours. The details have not been properly verified. Some local research say that SARS-CoV-2 variants such as BA5-2-1, but I can't keep up with these. It's Omicron variants. It's impossible. BA 2.74, BA 2, 12.1 could be fueling the current surge along with other yet to be identified BA5 and also BA275 subvariants with unique mutations. Even more worrisome is the new school year for primary and secondary schools is set to begin on September 1st, which could further aggravate the spread and situation. And here we have a perfect test setup. Hong Kong is one of the densest packed populations on the planet. And you've gone and you've gone and shut up all the kids. God, I hope it doesn't go that way. I really do. I mean, let's just hope they're a little bit poorly. It could get worse. Uh, let's see. Director of Communicable Diseases Division at the Center for Health Protection of whatever Hong Kong government, Department of Health. I'm not reading all that. Um, said that he found many infected children had developed croup which indicates an inflammation of the larynx, windpipe, bronchial tubes, along with many others showing signs of airway obstruction and displaying respiratory distress. Not good news. Um, you know, is, is, is there much? I'm not, I'm not reading that line for line. But it, again, the, the, we have to be looking sort of as, as far to the horizon as possible. And, you know, right now, Asia, where Asia had been a... You know, it'd been somewhat untouched by SARS. Um, it's struggling right now. Oh, I want to say struggling. Um, it's the worst, it looks like. It's the worst it's been in Japan. Look, I'm having to make a concession with the schools where I'm going to have my kids wear a plastic visor, right? Because they're that worried at the moment. I don't want them with those paper masks on their face, but I'll have them wear a visor like like you saw me wearing in the in the lab and you know you can sort of sit it around the neck and it'll it'll hover over there and they'll probably think it's pretty cool actually um but yeah there's there's a there's a lot happening in asia and why why would it change absurd all-cause mortality figures that we're seeing that they're labeling non-covid related and i i, I think that i think that's an short-sighted categorization to make i really do i really do and now they're saying that 23 million people right now are eligible to go get uh boosted that's a lot of people and what in another month there's another 10 million Rumble um, we've got 126 million vaccinations already um, and more than 100,000 volunteers have stepped forward to lend their support to that over that period. Um, and as the Chief Executive of Service, you know, thanks for today because I can say a massive shout out and a thank you to all the volunteers that have helped thus far. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the steward role, which is a specific yeah. role. There's hundreds of vaccination centres opening up in your local communities. Um, the steward role is really, really straightforward. It's a lovely role, um, and I don't often get to say These that. Are the nice guys who bring These you are the in. nice guys that bring you in. So, basically... <laughs> uh, 
steward role. These are lovely guys that bring you in. <laughs> Our residents are taken past murals of Mediterranean vistas towards the rotating knives. Basically, you know, you get. Yeah, look, I, wa I wanted to. I wanted to get to that story about. Um, <laughs> we're literally, we're literally dealing with studies of eight mice. Eight mice. This, this in my mind, I can't compute it. This is not science. There's no way, no how. But this is this is the, how would you say the the direction that they want to take medicine, right? Because they 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 want to make out that the original platform was fine, no problems. The the adverse events that we're seeing. Oh, don't worry about those. The eight mice have uh, have demonstrated that we're we're good to go with a bivalent shot. And Pfizer just got EUA authorization again. Now, look, it, my opinion, I think the argument between early treatment intervention and that route is the best way to be going forward. Of course. Of course, you should have you should offer people if they believe that um, gene transfection is the solution for them. Absolutely, um, I, there's no way I'd want to deny them, but I'd, I would absolutely make sure that they have um, full informed consent. And full informed consent right now really means that it's not just about trying to understand the mechanics and the biology of the shot itself. It's the context in which this technology has emerged. And again, I just refer back to Jeffrey Sachs. They've pointed out that this lies upon lies upon lies and agenda upon agenda. There's probably just been one agenda. And again, they've been angling towards this you could probably a good break off is the around 9 11. it's a good place to to say yeah this is this is where it really started to kick up a notch get to go and work as part of the team alongside your nhs in your local community you could be in a pharmacy you could be in a doctor surgery you could be in a village hall um you know the training is really straightforward you get orientation at the site that you go to. and uh, bugger all money it all goes to the pharmaceutical companies <laughs> they don't tell you that bit vaccine volunteers oh my word this is uh, this is bizarre and get welcomed into the team and you could be doing anything from and get this Bit of queue management. Who doesn't love a bit of queue management? Um, <laughs> car parking, high vis, yellow vest, um, admin, uh, walking alongside. I can see you laughing. <laughs> walking alongside, um, you know, people who come who are a bit anxious. You know, sometimes quite rightly so. They don't really like injections. You know, helping them to get through that. Uh, you know, just helping the vaccination centres to keep running and to be really efficient. Oof, disturbing. All right. Um... <laughs> Let's uh, let's move on from from that. I want it. Let's let, we probably should look at that uh, story. I can say that, but you know, zero hedge are on, of course, the lab leak theory and what we know about the cover up. They're again pointing to Jeffrey Sachs, etc. Um, again, all of this is. Uh, did we cover this paper? I think we did. Call for an independent inquiry into the origin of SARS-CoV-2. Um, yeah, and again, 
Um, it all it all needs it all needs looking at. <laughs> people people should be pissed. People should be pissed. That saccharine bollocks that you just had that lady talking about that that they're potentially exposing themselves to. Well, again, you, you could make you could. People will make an argument that the the virus is not not a thing to worry about. I don't sit in that camp. Um, I, you know, there's a whole scope of biology that you need to cope with, and um, you know, maybe maybe a uh, letter or something um, that needs to be uh, again put into the literature. Again, I don't I don't think that the literature is worth anything. I think it's a um, <laughs> shit show but maybe just to get a point across all right so um this was interesting so even even though even though that we know that eco health have been lying lying and engaged in cover-up they've just been given another million dollars and are now working with boston university to prevent future pandemics are we really still being sold on this nonsense <laughs> are we just are we just gonna sit back and say oh yeah here you go more money for you a fat Peter laughing all the way at the bank. I've been angry for two and a half years. Um, why do you think JC thinks the virus is a nothing burger? I don't think JC thinks the virus is a nothing burger. I think what he's trying to relate to people is that the best way through this, and I, I would agree with him, is natural immunity, good health. Good health. And I would I would just add on this mitigate exposure. Give yourself the best chance. Don't go bar hopping. Don't go to the rave parties. Lay off the ecstasy pills and the booze for a little while. Just till, just till we've got an idea of what's going on. And when we're dealing with what essentially seem like demented institutes, psych psychopaths running them, you do yourself well to, you know... <laughs> Keep your head on a swivel, and and the the best way through that is you know a bit of a bit of healthy living. And like I say, I don't think there's any need to sort of restrict um, family visits or anything like that. But just a, a, a bit of care in circumstances when when there's a big wave like we have right now. Okay, if it helps with their pantomime and helps keeps them happy i guess um i'll I, you know i'm not i'm not gonna bust people's balls but not everyone can follow the biology to the level that we're doing here every day most people can't most people trust the experts most people are looking to that silly cow who's looking for volunteers to walk people to the rotating knives and again this is this is this is the bananas world in which we live and you try and explain to people that you're dealing with next generation warfare that's kicked off it's not going to compute with them they don't want to know again it's a lonely path to be walking along and i i hate the fact that i'm i'm the one having to sit here and and stake out the scientific landscape the proper scientific landscape which is after after the mere culpa from Jeffrey Sachs, that we're we're in a 
probably very dire situation. And I would just point out from a geopolitical perspective that in a situation like that, where where we can we can look at the people responsible and you think if you think that those people are just gonna lay back and just allow allow all their trappings of wealth to be taken from them they've got their bunkers they've got their stashes of food supply they've got their supplies of liquid liquid natural gas right they, they've they've got everything that they need they don't mind lighting everything on fire because us slubs are the ones that get to have to deal with it it's the working class lads that have to go and strap on their boots and pick up a rifle because that's literally the direction we're heading and anyone who thinks that the a, a war like they've kicked off in ukraine can be constrained in the current context literally literally where where nato and russia are going for it mm, this is this is a bad situation in which we find ourselves and I, I would be I would not be fulfilling my duties, right? You know, to to become a uh, PhD, you take on an oaths, right? To to say that I'm going to try and do the science as to the best of my ability, to the, to as honestly as I as I can, with as little um, deflection from from conflicts of interest that we have right now, and that we have many, many. Uh, Moat Knight says British Zionism goes back to the reign of William of Orange and the Gloucester. Yeah, some, someone was talking about that in the YouTube chat. It's all very fascinating. I didn't, I didn't know that. <laughs> I don't know my own history, Jacobites and all that. Um, look, and we're we're bloody lucky to have someone like JC, who again, look, he took the hit. He lost his faculty position, right? I, I was I was already ensconced in ill health retirement. I was just adjusting to poverty. That was it. Uh, you know, at least this way, I've sort of managed to crawl back some semblance of dignity. <laughs> and just being a stay. No, well, there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home dad. I love it. Um, took my uh, took my son bow shooting. Oh, for bow, yeah, not bow shooting today. Ah, it's raining a bit. He loves it. He loves it. And uh, yeah, he's already sort of picking it up. And old daddy was uh, shooting some uh, shooting some arrows as well. And um. Yeah, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it up for the world, uh, but again, the world seems to need at the moment people like myself who, who are, I don't, I'm, I don't have pressures on me, right? So I can call things as I see them, and that means I can call out people like Young and Kaufman and all that shit circle, as well as call out the institutional science and do it with a degree of credibility. So. Um, uh let's see there's only one way to get back to herd immunity is for the virus to cull the escape variant pressure uh maybe um again i would be uh, just be very careful about trying to make assumptions about what we're dealing with right now um that's that's all i would say again um try try to look after your health Try to make sure you've got the countermeasures necessary that you need this winter. Um, we know that uh, quercetin, zinc, all, all those have supplements to hand, 
make sure if you feel ill that you're, you you should be able to rest properly. All, all these things that, that you've got to think strategically in this. You're not just dealing with colds. I, I look. You want my opinion? I, I'm seventy thirty in that we're going to see a massive uptick this winter as a combination of variants, gene transfection, cold, because people are going to struggle to heat themselves in an environment where the gas has been shut off. <laughs> You're fucked. Where is JC's channel? It's on Twitch. Um, but yeah, look, I take quercetin. I don't take zinc every day. Um, I, I consider what's in my multivitamin and mineral, you know, enough. You, you got to be careful about stacking yourself with metals, <laughs> especially, especially metals that have uh, lots of uh, electron shells that can change. Um, we're dealing with a new world order. Look, I, again, I don't think that's conspiracy right now to be arguing that. They're, re they're rearranging the map. And they're, they're taking decisions about how they're going to govern people. And it's up to the people to say, well, th there's limits to what we'll take. It it's as simple as that. So, um, yeah, that's that's all I've got to say, say on that. So uh, I'll move on from that to, um, <laughs> to this story. Omicron boosters are coming, but they weren't tested on people. Here's what you need to know. This is from Time magazine. Uh, with nearly all the COVID-19 infections in the US coming from Omicron BA4 and 5 subvariants, it makes sense that health officials are considering switching to a different vaccine to protect the public. Mm. White House COVID-19 response coordinator Dr. Ashish, I say that, Ashish Jha expects the first Omicron-specific booster to be available in mid-September, the earliest. The US Food and Drug Administration and Centers for Disease Control and Prevention authorize and recommend the shot. In late August, both Pfizer and Moderna submitted requests to the FDA for authorization of their Omicron-specific boosters. They got them. And these are bivalent shots. With fall and winter fast approaching, the seasons when respiratory viruses like SARS-CoV-2 spread even more efficiently as students return to school and people huddle indoors, getting the boosters ready requires a more efficient review and regulatory process, and that includes considering safety and efficacy data from animals, not people. Back in June, the FDA, FDA's panel of independent vaccine experts met to consider switching the country to a new booster that targets Omicron, given how quickly the variant is dominating new infections. At the time, two largest COVID-19 vaccine makers, Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna, which both make mRNA-based vaccines, had developed shots against an earlier Omicron variant BA1, the panel decided that if health authorities were going to change the booster shot to target Omicron, the next one should protect against BA4 and 5 subvariants, which would continue to account for almost all cases in the winter season. Ah, so they think. They asked the manufacturers to develop a new vaccine, one that combined the original vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> it just blows my mind. And also targeted at Omicron at the end of August. Both companies submit data in the new bivalent vaccines to the FDA. From and and now flu, flu is included with it as well. 
Given the short time they had to develop the shot, however, the data only included information and safety and efficacy of the booster in animals. Human studies are planned and will be ongoing even if the FDA and CDC decide to authorise the shots and the government starts distributing them. The FDA has also decided to review the animal study data without consulting its advisory committee again. That has vaccine experts divided. Dr. Paul Offit, a member of the advisory committee, says this strategy makes him uncomfortable for several reasons. <laughs> you think? You think? He notes that the data presented from Pfizer, BioNTech and Moderna in June involving the BA1 booster shot, which focused on the levels of virus-fighting antibodies the vaccine generated, were underwhelming. They showed that the neutralizing antibody titers between one and a half and two-fold greater against Omicron than levels induced by a booster of the ancestral vaccine, he says. I'd like to see clear evidence of dramatic... Well, again, this is another thing that Jonathan has laid out exquisitely, is that um, neutralizing antibodies are not the goat, is not how the body deals with these coronaviruses. Right, there's a there's a T cell response first, and uh, Mr. Magoo, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Goo, uh, I should say, thank you very much for subscribing. Welcome aboard, um, and we yeah, yeah. Look, watch Jonathan's streams. He makes a very good point about that. The focus on antibodies is there because it's a metric that's easy to measure for pushing products and i agree with him a hundred percent and most most ethical scientists and doctors uh, would be against this approach and again the uh, pharma is a huge huge problem that we have to deal with and the, the fact that there's this money always looking to capitalize and chase ever more um limited spaces i guess in a tight environment and this is an easy one for them and look may maybe maybe they've really upped the quality control maybe we're not going to see the, uh, the the shocks to the system that we saw at the beginning but right now we're still seeing increased all-cause mortality that is of concern and again we're going into the winter seasons and now we're on booster four and five <laughs> uh wait one second uh 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 uh, uh betty don't worry uh I'll, I'll, I'll respond to your message afterwards. Let me just check this one. Uh, uh, oh, cool. Um, let's see. Uh, so, yeah, boosting. The public might feel it's a panacea that signals the end of the pandemic, but without any data showing how well the booster will protect people, not only getting sick, there might be unrealistic expectations. Again, they've told us they don't work as well as, the, as they should and any protection wanes rapidly. Other experts see it a little differently, based on the fact that the mRNA vaccines have been administered to millions of people so far with relatively few safety concerns. Well, that I'd beg to differ. And given that the vaccines have been effective in protecting people from getting hospitalised or dying of COVID-19, even during the latest Omicron surges, they argue that changing the strain of virus in the vaccine doesn't require the same extensive testing that the original shot did. Well, again, um, <laughs> some of that testing uh, is highly dubious. There are a whole bunch of just flagrant abuses that took place 
in that testing period. I don't trust the primate studies that were done. Sorry, I don't. Uh, the totality of evidence is relevant here, says Dr. Offa Levy, director of the Precision Vaccines Program at Boston Children's Hospital and also a member of the... Oh, God. <laughs> Children's Hospital. Jesus. Wow. We're in a situation where we need to pivot as variants emerge. Are we? Are we? Really? Really? I'm not so sure about that. Like I say, what I've come to understand about the biology, I'm I'm more concerned about the nature of the peptides that's getting squirted past all your immune barriers and, and embedding God knows where around your body. And then you've got the combination of the virus coming in. And non-sterilizing vaccines. That hasn't changed. Ah, let's see. Well, the data on this vaccine does come from animals. Using that data to decide whether or not to authorize the booster is a matter of hedging bets. There's data showing that even vaccinated and boosted people can get mild to moderate COVID-19 disease because the vaccine-induced protection is waning. So boosting with a shot that is better matched to Omicron subvariants circulating now is a reasonable bet. And again, I, I wonder how much he really understands the biology here. I really do. And what, what's his conflicts of interest? I missed it. Did, did they mention it? They, they, well, they didn't mention it. It was just eight rodents. <laughs> Not even monkeys. They wouldn't even spare monkeys. Jesus Christ. Put it in rodents. What the fuck? Um... Uh, let's see. If effective means four shots a year, not stopping transmission and an increased likelihood and length of illness, what the fuck does safe mean? Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I agree. Uh, let's see. Where the fuck the Western Europeans going to go when shit hits the fan in their homelands? Africa. We're waiting for the, waiting for the great trek. <laughs> Prophet Burgle has told us so. Let's see, boost four and five to help start wiping out the 70s and 60 year olds. That's a grim thought, but uh, the wiki discussion page on Campbell is overrun with big science propagandists. Uh, Nurse Campbell. Let's see, pharmaceutical saved my life. Thanks to telling me OxyContin was safe and effective in 2002. I need to stay the fuck away from the transfections. <laughs> Uh, I noticed even Dr. Campbell's channel was on a warning for deviating from who guidance. Um, yeah, again, um, look, I don't, I don't want to lose this channel. I don't want to strike. Um, I'm, again, I would argue that people should have a choice in this matter. Um, I think the science is up for debate. And that's where I think I'll leave the... Um, the discussion on this and eight ma eight animals is uh, a disturbing a disturbing metric in which to measure this unbelievable in, in my mind all right so uh for those who are thinking about uh going to court uh anti-vaxxers who sued state and federal governments forced to pay two hundred fourteen thousand dollars in legal costs holy fuck and this was this young Australian lass. Um, 
she really got hammered, right? And um, you know, she's saying she's not uh, not anti-vax. Um, so yeah, couldn't um, couldn't bring a case against the court. I guess be careful. Pretty young thing as well. Um, Jesus, gonna get a panty hair, panty shot next. Bloody hell. Uh, hang on. Dang it. And, uh, uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. uh, let's see. Okay. All right, that's, let's move on. So what did I have here? Oh, yes. So again, more evidence that SARS-CoV-2 was circulating um, earlier than the orthodox narrative would have us believe. Molecular evidence for SARS-CoV-2 in samples collected from patients with morbifiliform eruptions since late 2019 in Lombardy, northern Italy. Now, um, this study caught my eye particularly because of i want to see if we can see the pictures they're going to show pictures like it looked like pox mm, um no pictures uh, that's uh that's where did i get the pictures from view pdf but um, I was like, oh, okay. Morbi Philly form. Morbi Morbilly form. Morbilly form. Okay. Mm, uh, these ones look less like pox. Um, what it does look like is uh, what. Um, Sasha, whatever his name is, he thinks he got attacked with a 5G weapon and uh, he ended up looking like this. Um, so it could come from anything. And again, you know, he's he seems sold on... What's his name? Sasha, whatever. <laughs> Can't remember. This dippy hippie dude who wants to... Uh... <laughs> Thank you for subscribing. Salute to you. Um, he he seems sold on that he he's got attacked by five G weaponry, right? And there's someone, a con man like Young, who's who's feeding his delusions, right? Well, while now telling everyone that there's graphene oxide in these shots. I I don't think there is. In fact, I'm, I'm bloody certain well, in the ones that I've measured. And like I say, I will. Um, that German study is very, very good. I encourage everyone to get their hands on it. Um, I wish I had a link. I, I, I downloaded the PDF, but I don't have a, a link that I could give to people. No graphene oxide. They specifically state it. And all this nonsense coming from uh, young and uh, a that you're going to be attacked by 
microwave weapons are and the 5g is going to going to kill you from these shots again that's a fantasy story that again is being pushed i would argue by ai to uh, obfuscate what's going on which is i think we have to understand the toxicity of the biology that we're dealing with which specifically means going and doing it in monkeys in my humble opinion rather than just a couple of rodents a couple of rodents and then rolling it out on kids teenagers uh, sasha joined my new world utopia cult stone yes that's his name <laughs> look he's got a grift with fullerene as well so um you know many many alarm bells ring with me with him and what well, i'm supposed to pander to him for some reason why why? Um, I, again, I think people eventually will come around to uh, the more accurate analysis. Uh, here's a retracted paper on 5G and COVID. Yeah, he's, look, we've, I've gone through those papers and they're, they're rubbish. <laughs> Nonsense. Rubbish. It transcends. It goes far beyond one man. This needs to be fought against. This cannot be taken lying down. Uh, and you know, you know what? Someone sent uh, it, it was uh, John, uh, John Brisson, of course, um, keeping everything in check. Uh, just here's a little tidbit. Um, there's uh, there's a young uh, Sasha now, um, Stone with Lord Bath, whose son committed suicide by hanging himself at a party with Ghislaine Maxwell and Princess Margaret in attendance, and Anita Pallenberg, who slept with a 17-year-old boy who shot himself the next morning. Her boyfriend, Jones, also committed suicide. So at a party with Ghislaine Maxwell. Now again, look, <laughs> everyone's guilty for being at a party with Ghislaine Maxwell. It's probably stretching a little bit, but again, um, I'm... These people are revolting to me. And like I say, look, when I first spoke to Sasha, and he was perfectly polite, and um, I don't know, I, I guess he's on a on his own trip, I guess. Uh, but like I say, once once you once you want to spill your delusions out on me with people like Young, I'm gonna bite back hard. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Corporate law is that managers of corporations must maximize profits for stakeholders first above all else. What is wrong with putting past big pharma CEOs with large stock portfolios? Yeah, nothing wrong there at all. Uh, Sasha believes you were baiting him through religion. No, I mean, it, it was, uh, young and I don't give a fuck about their religion. They believe what they want as far as I'm concerned. It's their science. I'm concerned about and again their shtick is graphene oxide there is no graphene oxide and I'll put dollars to donuts what you're seeing in those blood smears from people who have been transfected is clotting and amyloidosis I'll guarantee it but they won't do that measures they just want to look at it look at it and it must be graphene I tore him in his bum hole <laughs> Well, we even had email back and forth afterwards. <laughs> and uh, 
there's this other silly cow called uh, Christine Massey. I don't know. I don't know who she is from fucking Adam, right? But she's, um, I, I don't know. In some email, I call Bailey and Kaufman con merchants, right? Con merchants because you know they put out their they put out their virus challenge. They put out their virus challenge, and I said, okay, I'll do it. Give me the money. I'll do it. I'll go to the lab. And I'll test all these things for you. And they don't want to do it, right? They want to, they want to make sure that they can twist data so they can keep their grift going. And um, I called them a con man. And then in, she responded in the email uh, something like, um, I caution you against using slanderous, <laughs> something like that. So, so, so essentially a legal threat. So I just unloaded on her. <laughs> I told her to stick those threats. I don't know, in a in a saggy, saggy prolapse black hole that she drags around between her legs. Anyway, that um that email chain was still ongoing. And uh let me let me just let me just um oh. uh How can I do this? I want to, uh, I want to dox people. There was a long email chain here. What did she say? Um, I caution you to see slanderous comments, which, by the way, are highly becoming of someone who claims to be a scientist. And remember, patience is a virtue. <laughs> Of course, when you've got a uh, crack team of uh, meme warriors and things, things can spiral quickly. So, um, why was why was this going back and forth and forth? Oh yeah, because again, I was um, I was calling Young a coward and a liar, right? And and pointing out data um, data showing how wrong he was in these emails. Right? Calling them all out left, right, and center. And <laughs> what am I looking for? Snip, sorry. <laughs> Snipping tool, please. Um, and uh, let's see. Uh, I missed it. Uh, do this. Me. Uh, I emailed her this uh, in response, right? Because they were asking, well, why, why, is she, why is she being so pissy, etc. So I responded, it stopped the email chain, this email. <laughs> so I just responded to her, Christine, perhaps you'll think twice before flippantly throwing legal threats at me. As a follow-up, I've put my original response into pictorial form. I think it captures your ecological niche with exquisite precision. See, science works. <laughs> It's too easy not to, right? What can I say? <laughs> who is that silly bin? I don't know who she is. I've got no idea. What I do know is, wait, 
Wait, what? Do you know it's... Maybe, maybe I'm blocked, but... Uh, hang on one second. Where's our GD gun? Just information without comment. Apparently the son of Lord Bath was found hanging suicide the very same afternoon as this creepy Maxwell event in Wiltshire. Gislaine, by that time 30, fluent in several languages, a deep sea diver and a qualified helicopter pilot had spent the previous years by her father's side at public events and represented the family at social engagement at Longleat, the home of the Marquise and Lady Bath. She put on a Save the Children party in 1985 attended by Princess Margaret. It was another event in her life marked by a death. That evening the Marquis's son, Lord Valentine Thine, was found hanging from a bedspread attached to an oak beam in the lounge bar of the Bath Arms. Uh, stone is part of them. Um. <laughs> hey, look who's down there! <laughs> right next to Andrew Kaufman. <laughs> Sketchy fucking griff circles, man. <laughs> what can I say? Uh, let's see. Let's go out of that. Um, I, th I don't. Maybe, maybe there's some good people in there, but uh, <laughs> I can tell you this. Old, uh, old Sasha Stone is, uh, I should say, a uh, bit of a narcissist. And, uh, I'd scrap, <laughs> snap his scrawny neck in a second. All right. Uh, let's see. Are they just rich, misunderstood, unlucky people or something way more sinister? Uh, I'm going to say um, something a little more sinister. Um Oh, I don't watch that. It looks grim. Uh, anyway, that's that's what I found out about Sasha Stone. Uh, all right, let's move on. Where were we? Where were we? Um, anyway, uh, but early detection of SARS-CoV-2. And um, <laughs> apparently they're finding uh, SARS in jizz. That's right, folks. That's right, gents. Your swimmers are at risk. Now, uh, I'm sure we can all see the canonical shape there of uh, the uh, the swimmers. And this one's important because uh, it's lighting up uh, the transmembrane serine protease uh, and ejaculate sperm and ACE2, BSG, CTLS and TP, TMP, RST are in red. Nuclei are in blue. Okay. And they do uh, electron microscopy on them. Uh, we can see viral-like particles in the jizz right there. Look at the sort of, I guess that's the head. There's the, uh, I guess the collar and then the tail would, uh, shoot off. But yeah, your jizz is spreading. It's spreading SARS. <laughs> it's become an STD. Holy fuck. 
Kuma. Yes. Kuma. Where is he? Coming. <laughs> so, uh, look, um, is is there some? Can we go down here? Do they do any nuclear capsid staining? No, not really. So it, it would be nice to see something a little more um, precise with the labelling. But you know, viral-like particles, maybe, maybe. Did they did they do nuclear capsid? Uh, localization. Yeah, nuclear capsid. There we go. And spike uh, A and spike proteins C. So, yeah, they did do it. There you go, folks. Doesn't B.O.O. Rourke have monkeypox and they're trying to keep it on the down low? Uh, I did hear something about that, but I don't know who B.O.O. Rourke is. Some TV personality from all I can tell. <laughs> you did miss Dr. Fleming, Mary, I'm uh, sad to say. Uh, oh, there was one thing I wanted to do, which was... Um, I don't I don't know if this is uh, just a... Per well, it's not. It's on... Um, it's on Facebook. But this is someone who just died, they say, from Listeria, but... This, this is what I understood. Uh, Marie, I haven't played this yet, so let's see this. But anyway, uh, uh, young family lost the father. You have pretty good service over here. I got the window. Give it just a minute here. Wonder how warm it is outside. Hello, friends. I'm gonna give you just a minute to get on. Um, I know a lot of y'all are on your way to church. I know you're on your way to church and um, I just wanted to give a, a quick unexpected update here. Um, hello, preacher. So, okay, I got a hundred on you, of you now, so I'll go ahead and start. So, this is gonna be a quick condensed version. I know a lot of you are hearing uh, a lot of different things about what's going on with Ryan because Saturday we come in this waiting room I'm still in the same waiting room by the way my niece is with me but we're still in this same waiting room and the doctor came out with about 20 other people as my witness and said your husband has clinically passed or clinically deceased he has passed away um, he has suffered neurological death. They put the time of his death on the on his um, chart. 
that was it. I was called into a room and told that my husband was an organ donor and that we were going to begin the process of finding matches um, for his organs. So that process began. He was on life support and they told me he would remain on life support until they found all of the donors. Um, so liver, all lungs, all of that. So, so, so Sunday and Monday, I'm at the house mourning the loss of my husband and I'm constantly being given test results about um, the condition of his heart and the condition of his lungs for donor recipients. Those are the messages I'm getting for two days, all day, donor recipients. Who are they going to be? Tuesday was supposed to be his um, honor walk, and if any of you are familiar with LifeBridge, um, or is it Honor Bridge? Honor Bridge, there's an honor walk where doctors and nurses line the hallway and Ryan's body would be pushed down the hallway while family follows behind and it's taken to the OR and then he would be extubated and my mom and dad were going to be in the room to witness that, him breathing, him stopping breathing on his own. I could not do it. Um, and then they would begin the surgery to um, take care of the uh, organ donating process. So real fast, I know y'all got to go, but my niece was here with him most of the day on Tuesday morning leading up. Me and my family all come to the hospital. We're ready, we're 20 minutes. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, let me back up. Monday night, after I, right before I do the interview for WXII, his doctor who came out here in this waiting room on Saturday and told me he had passed away, called me on the phone and said because of his rare circumstance, they called in an expert panel and have discovered that they made a mistake and that my husband in fact did not pass away. He did not suffer from neurological death, but that- Jesus Christ. Holy shit. <sighs> He was not brain dead. So I said, what does this mean? I don't understand. I was told he still suffered a traumatic brain stem injury and he was still basically brain dead. And it, all it did, but now they were gonna change the time of death uh, and they were going to remove the time of death from his, from his chart on Saturday at whatever time in the morning to Tuesday, when he went into the OR and was extubated and stopped breathing for the organ donating surgery, the organ donating process, the surgery. So I was very confused by this, but I still didn't understand what was being said. And so I just said, but he's still pretty much brain dead. There's still nothing going on. And I was told, yes, that somebody would contact me in a few minutes. And I said, well, I'm actually getting ready to do an interview with WXII <laughs> News Channel 12, so I won't be available for a while. So no one ever called me. I know, Monique, what? So my family, all Tuesday morning, weeping and sad, and we're in the car and we're on the way to the hospital and I was not coming, y'all. I wasn't coming. My family was going for me. My heart could not bear it, but I came. I just kept feeling like I needed to be here. We get to the hospital. Uh, as I'm on the elevator coming into the hospital, my niece tells me that they have been, she's been in the room with Ryan, playing him videos of our children singing, and Ryan started moving his feet. I can't make this up. I cannot make this up. 
So I'm crying. I'm like, this is, I don't want to have false hope. Like, this can happen when people are brain dead. They can have twitches. They can have the spinal, uh, what's it called? They were calling reflexes, it spinal yeah. reflexes where you're brain dead, but you can still have reflexes. So anyway, I didn't know what was going on. So I got to Ryan's room. I asked everybody to get out. I told Ryan all the things I wanted to tell him that I loved him. He'd been a good husband. People were taking care of me, that God was going to make sure our babies were took care of and it was going to be all right. And I'm crying. And then at the very end, I tell him, if you're inside of there and you can hear me, I need you to fight. I need you to fight like crazy because I'm about to stop this process of organ donating and we're going to get some tests done because I don't know what's going on. So I went out in the hallway stop the nurse literally the or team was standing there waiting to take him interrupting me talking to the nurse tapping her on the shoulder trying to get us to stop talking and i tell the nurse stop everything right now i want tests done to see if he's brain dead i need tests done now long story short i'll tell you the story another day he's not brain dead my friends he's <laughs> not brain dead the doctor would not even do the brain death test because they said that there is brain activity. They did a CT scan. There is blood flow to his brain. There is blood flowing to his brain. I walked in the room. I, had, I grabbed his hand. I kissed his arm. I talked to him. His heart rate jumped up. His heart rate jumped up. They are telling me now that he is not brain dead. He is in a deep coma. Okay? So I want y'all to understand. My husband is still very critical and he is not responding. So y'all, people are saying he's responding, he's awake. He's not awake, he's not responding. We are getting twitches and foot movement and elevated heart rate, okay? That's what we're getting. He's not opened his eyes, he's, his eyes, his pupils are still not responding. Um, this is what's happening. So I just need y'all to understand. Duke has has agreed to accept him as a patient. We fought and fought and fought all yesterday evening and night, and finally Duke has agreed to accept him as a patient. Here's the problem. There's no bed. So Duke is ready. Duke has his records. They're ready to take him. They want to see him. This hospital has said we can't do anything else, but Duke has said we'll look at him, but there is no bed. I need y'all to go to church and pray. I need you to go to church and pray for a bed. <laughs> Ah, it's quite disturbing. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, man. Um, look, I'm not an organ donor. No way. No how. I've seen the sausage making machine. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Sorry. It's just, uh, as we say, a little bit too much incentive uh, on the hospital part to uh, salvage uh, what they can. Um, wow, um, I'm gonna, uh, I gotta, uh, take a little break after that. That's a little bit, um, should we say, a little bit disturbing. I wasn't expecting that. Um, I'd, I'd heard about this gentleman, um, the brain damage that I've been told was listeria all things i don't know if that's i i don't know what's competent here in this hospital or not but um i'll do this for the moment uh i'm gonna i, I want to do the neuroscience um it's still relatively early so i do this <laughs> Uh, 
back in a second, folks. Oh, I love that. Je suis fromage. Another classic. Alright, oh, where was I? Um, if you don't go to hospital, how can you get the life? Alright. Look, I, I, this, this had nothing to do with remdesivir. This was just a completely... I, 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 as far as I understand it, it's just another case. It's just again, um, people people have um, dramas in their lives, and you never there there but for the grace of God go us all. And this was a man of God, preacher by trade, and um, yeah, like I say, um, the old organ donation thing. You know what? I remember I was at Mayo once, 
and uh, <laughs> so so in in the US, people will agree to donate their bodies to for medical research uh, on the proviso that they sort of get end of life treatment. <laughs> And there's a, uh, so for anatomy now, there's this process called plasticizing. And they can, they can basically fill individual muscles with different sort of colored resins to learn actual, you know, like the 3D anatomy. And I saw that and I saw, um, well, basically, <laughs> it was just a dude's head that had been donated for uh, testing testing new bone screws. <laughs> for anatomical frames. And I was just like, dang, man, it's just a dude's head in the train next to me. <laughs> just, just hanging about. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> let me just see if I can show you some, uh, plasticizing, um, anatomical. Colored. Plasticizing. Yeah. Um. Maybe maybe it's something you're not gonna find. Um, hmm. Back, there seems to be maybe von Hagen's plastination. <laughs> uh, is this the guy who goes around? doing all the um oh that you know this is this is something i wanted to talk about yeah look man i've seen shit like that right <laughs> the process just as should we say uh there's a there's a uh, a muscle at the back of your uh for dudes it's called the cremaster muscle <laughs> just when you see things that are sort of unnerving it retracts the testicles up into the into the body and uh i don't know man like when i was watching it i was just like right you know i've seen most things but that was that was kind of deserving um but the uh the cranial the brain brain head head and brain uh, yeah, because this, this, uh, you know, we're going to get into the sort of neuroscience of this. Um, very fragile. Please contact our sales team for details. Um, <laughs> what do you think? I would just routinely shove electrodes into. <laughs> Yeah. When I first started, I was petrified. 
was petrified of putting putting I'll, I'll do something that monkey's in the how, how do you do that how do you get how do you keep sticking things in its brain and uh the blood vessels just don't explode but you can you can you can do it uh, can i request a quote how much is how much would that cost me uh, uh, i'll get back to that in a minute let's go on with some uh come with more science um so we did that we did the semen yeah so sars is now sexually transmitted <laughs> more about so this was uh yeah just herpes and stuff being involved in alzheimer's lots of stuff is something we talk about a lot and i want to get to that brain paper let's get let's get into the science of There you go. Have I lost it again? What? I opened that paper. <laughs> What's it? Just, it's just deciding to. Uh... What's going on here? What's going on? Knock it off. Computer, behave. That one. It's in here. Boom. God bless Tyler Medical as well. It's a, it's a tour de force. So neurovascular injury. So all this stuff. Ain't... Your brain's dependent on it. Every one of those neurons, right, needs needs a uh, solid supply of blood. You start restricting it and all kinds of wrong happens. So... Um, the sale of specimens of human origin is restricted to qualified users. Do I count as a qualified user? Qualified users defined as institutions or individuals who use specimens exclusively for research and educational purposes. Um, uh, medical scientists, professors, lecturers, and others who work on medical... Well, I guess I qualify. All right. So, oh, I did have a paper open. There it is. All right, brain. Fine journal. Highly recommend it. Um, let's see. Let's now i i think this was military from what i understood and let's just see can we get a no, pdf oh please tell me i can get this uh the full paper i was sure i could yes um... yeah uniform services university and health sciences bethsaida all right, so uh, neurovascular injury with complement activation and inflammation in COVID-19. Now, we should all know what complement is right now. All those, uh, how should we say, cytokines. All right, so the underlying mechanism by which uh, severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus 2 leads to acute and long-term neurological manifestations remains obscure. We aim to characterize the neuropathological changes in patients with coronavirus disease and determine the underlying pathological, pathophysiological mechanisms in in this autopsy study of the brain, nice. We characterize the vascular pathology, the neuroinflammatory changes, and cellular and humoral immune response by immunohistochemistry. All patients died during the first wave of the pandemic from March to July 2020. All patients were adults who died after a short duration of the infection. Some had died suddenly with minimal respiratory involvement. Infection with SARS-CoV-2 was confirmed on anti-mortem or post-mortem testing. Descripting and descriptive analysis of the pathological changes and quantitative analysis 
analyses of the infiltrates and vascular changes were performed. All patients had multifocal vascular damage as determined by leakage of serum proteins into the brain parenchyma. This was accompanied by widespread endothelial cell activation, platelet aggregates and microfrombi were found adherent to the endothelial cells along vascular lumina. Immune complexes with activation of classical complement pathway were found on the endothelial cells and platelets. Perivascular infiltrates consisted of predominantly macrophages, some CD8 T plus cells, only rare CD4 T plus cells and CD20 B cells were present. Astrogliosis was also prominent, so the astrocytes are dying, uh, was prominent in the perivascular regions. Microglial nodules were predominant in the hindbrain. That's that old Butzinger complex, folks, which were associated with focal neuronal loss and uh, neuronophagia. Well, I guess that's uh, inability. Neuronophagia. So uh, neurons are eating themselves, I guess you would class that. So antibody-mediated cytotoxicity directed against the endothelial cells is the most likely initiating event that leads to vascular leakage, platelet aggregation, neuroinflammation, and neuronal injury. Therapeutic modalities directed against immune complexes should be considered. So again, this is I, I maybe why the corticosteroids are effective. Um, yeah, if you can, um, take your... Uh, Make sure you've got some prednisone available. All right, where was I? Let's do, we can do, let's dispense with the introduction. Uh, we're okay with what the study is about. Um, nine patients, seven males, two male, uh, two females, 24 to 73 years uh, were studied who had died during the first wave of the pandemic. Yes, yes, yes. Um, comorbidities included diabetes, N equals 2, hypertension, 1, hypertension and diabetes, 1, and substance use disorder. I told you, knock off the ecstasy pills and the booze during this winter. You'll do yourself a favour. Uh, let's see. The remaining patients died within days to weeks after onset of symptoms. All patients had evidence of lung involvement at the time of autopsy, but only one patient required ICU admission. All patients had nasal swabs that were polymerase chain reaction positive for SARS-CoV-2, either before or after death. Preliminary findings from these patients were previously published. Patients in this series represent a subset of patients who showed microvascular abnormalities on post-mortem MRI. The control group consisted of nine males and one female. Okay pulmonary infection so uh, a lot of immunohistochemistry and let's see what they were looking at was performed on autopsy brain tissues included olfactory bulb nice temporal lobes nice uh, basal ganglia brilliant hippocampus thalamus midbrain pons medulla oblongata and cerebellum oh I love it brains were dissected in the coronal plane uh, so coronal plane is sort of um, like face if you're sort of going from my nose to the back of my head and let's see samples were then embedded in paraffin cut into five micrometer God, that's uh that's some cutting technique five micrometers on tissues <laughs> i'm sure they wonder how they block that anyway um the sections were processed as follows the size of oh, yeah, you don't need to know about that 
let's see, immunohistochemistry image analysis, protein levels were determined by immunohistochemistry, yes, 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 and random images per group were captured from whole slide images scanned and quantified in a blinded manner using unbiased anal analysis software. The extent of fibrinogen dep deposition was quantified by mapping areas of strong and weak immunostaining. Uh, then the percentage per total area was calculated, yes. Uh, they didn't look for amyloid, though. What a shame. All right. Uh, platelet endothelial adhesion molecule. Never heard of it. Well, I have. Um, MCAM. Let's see. Uh, scan any quickly. Uh, CD68, CD3, CD4, CD8, CD20, TMEM119 cells were performed using, I say this, it's, it's next gen immunohistochemistry. This isn't, uh, this isn't me hunched over washing out dishes with little sections. Um, I wonder how much it costs. Multiplex fluorescent immunohistochemistry was performed. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. Well, anyway, we know we know the areas that they were looking at. Um, they did RNA scope, so for in situ hybridization, uh, in brief formal infections, uh, target retrieval reagent. Yeah, are they looking? We want to know if they were looking for SARS-CoV-2. Um, it doesn't seem so. No, 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 no. Uh, let's see, gene expression profiles in the brain stem of three COVID-19 patients and two non-COVID-19 controls were investigated using NanoString GeoMX digital spatial profiling platform with the whole transcriptome analysis. The DSP workflow was carried out by NanoString technologies. I've never heard of these things. Um, God, the, the field moves so fast. If, you, if you're not, if you're not there every day looking at this stuff, NanoString technologies. Um, digital spatial profiler is part of the RNA scope. Nano string. Damn, look at that, beautiful. Um, Today's feature day SE application. Nice mouse brain. That's it's it's wonderful, wonderful the things they can do nowadays. Very cool. All right. Um where was it? Where's the paper gone? All right, so let's go through here, and I'm hoping that we're going to see some very obvious um, damage. All right, so fibrinogen buildup. Um, so remember, we have fibrinogen-resistant clots. That seems to be a marker of SARS-CoV-2, and... Um, In this instance, non-COVID, you don't see much COVID-19. You're seeing a lot of fibrinogen, uh, CD61. I'm not sure which immune cell that's tagging, but uh, very obvious stain there. That's what I love about immunohistochemistry. 
if you get it right, boom, lights up. Lovely, lovely. Von Villeband Factor uh, is a one of those clotting, part of the clotting cascade, and the PCAM was the uh, adhesion molecule. And so all all signaling uh, very clearly in which region is this immunohistocytes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Giving us figure one, figure one, figure one results. Fibrinogen is a large abundant protein in blood, but is unable to cross the intact blood brain barrier. Immunostaining for this protein shows area of multifocal staining throughout the brain. Strong diffuse immunostaining was present in the perivascular regions with a gradient of weaker staining at increasing distance from the blood vessels. Fibrinogen leakage was evidence in all COVID 19 cases. The non COVID 19 cases showed none or only minimal weak immunostaining. Yeah. Um, in some regions, COVID-19 patients' neurons and glial cells stain for fibrinogen, presumably representing uptake from the parenchyma. The areas involved varied from 5 to 65% of the section, with strong immune staining in less than 10%. Um, I, wish there were, I wish there were more... Uh, okay, so we've got some anatomical um, markers here. Forebrain, hindbrain. Real, some real precision there. Um, oh, I see forebrain, hindbrain. So hindbrain. So again, the hindbrain is again brain stem, and these are areas which again receive uh, input from uh, cranial nerve seven, but also olfactory. Uh, nerves will project there. Um, you know, nothing again. Nothing, nothing new here that we we didn't know. It's just kind of nice to sort of see the data. Uh, let's see what their next figure is. So again, I guess there's a blood vessel, and I've got no idea what C1Q is. Immunostaining for C1Q. What is C1Q? C1Q functional test. Complement. Oh, I see. It's one of their one of their complement markers. I see. Uh, activation complement system is the first step in the prevention of damage by immune complements complexes, sorry, classical pathway of the complement system is considered to be the most important pathway in immune complex clearance. Um, maybe I I will do with a refresher course on complement cascade. Let's just look if we can find a short video. Complement cascade. Just a couple of minutes, please. Three minutes. Every living being needs to fight off other living beings that want to feast on them. Oh, I tell you what, right? I was walking the kids to school the other day. I shit you not, right? There, there was a, there was a centipede, right, like the size of that, just strolling across the road. It's fucking huge. If that thing bit you, 
Jesus. Anyway, um, let's let's find out about compliment. I'll speed I'll speed this one up. Um... So as multicellular life evolved over billions of years, it came up with ways to defend itself. Today, humans have a sophisticated defense network, like physical barriers, defense cells, and weapons factories. But one of the most important defenses of our body is largely unknown, the complement system. It evolved over 700 million years ago and is an army of- Do we see CQ1? CQ1 or C1Q? There it is. Of over 30 different proteins that work together in a complex and elegant dance to stop intruders. All in all, about 15 quintillion of them are saturating every fluid in your body right now. <laughs> what a number. Guided by nothing but chemistry, these proteins are one of the most effective weapons we have against invaders. Many other parts of the immune system are just tools to activate the complement system. But it's also really dangerous. Imagine having trillions of little bombs inside your blood that could go off at any moment. So our cells use numerous mechanisms to prevent complement from accidentally attacking them. Okay, what exactly does it do, and what makes it so dangerous? In a nutshell, the complement system does three things. It cripples enemies, it activates the immune system, and it rips holes in things until they die. But how? After all, these are mindless proteins randomly drifting around without will or direction. Well, this is actually part of the strategy. Complement proteins float around in a sort of passive mode. They do nothing, until they get activated and change their shape. In the world of proteins, your shape determines what you can and cannot do, because shape determines what you can interact with and in what way. For example, in your passive shape, you might do nothing. In your active shape, however, you might, for example, change the shape of other proteins, activating them so they can activate others. Mechanisms like this one can start cascades that spread very quickly. Imagine the complement proteins as being like millions of matches very close together. Once one catches fire, it ignites the ones around it. They ignite more, and suddenly you have a big fire. To show the actual mechanisms of the complement system is a tad complicated and overwhelming, so we'll simplify here. Now, let's imagine you cut yourself and a bunch of bacteria enter the wound and make it into the surrounding tissue. Our right, bacteria aren't real. And attack begins with C3. C3 is the first match, the initial spark that will start our fire. And to do that, C3 needs to switch from passive to active. How this happens is complex, but let's just say it can happen randomly, through other complement proteins that bind to enemies or through antibodies. All you really need to know is that C3 breaks into two smaller proteins, C3A and C3B, that are now activated. One of these parts, the C3B protein, is like a seeker missile specialized in bacteria, fungi, and viruses. It has a fraction of a second to find a victim, or it will be neutralized by water molecules. If C3B does find a target, it anchors itself very tightly to its surface and doesn't let go. By doing so, the protein changes its shape again. In its new shape, it's now able to grab other proteins and start a small cascade, changing its shape multiple times, adding other complement proteins to itself. Finally, it transforms itself into a recruiting platform known as C3 Convertis. This platform is an expert at activating more C3 proteins that start the whole cycle anew. An amplification loop begins. Soon, thousands of proteins cover the bacteria. For the bacteria, this is very bad. It can cripple the bacteria and make them helpless or slow them down. Imagine being covered by thousands of flies. But there's more. Do you remember the other part of C3? The C3A protein? C3A is like a distress beacon. Thousands of them flood away from the site of battle, screaming for attention. Passive immune cells notice the C3A proteins and awaken from their slumber to follow the protein tracks to the site of infection. The more alarm proteins they encounter, the more aggressive they get. This way, complement guides reinforcements exactly to the place where they're needed the most. So far, the complement has slowed down the invaders and called for help. Now, it's beginning to actively help to kill the enemy, or both sides adapt. For example, when the vaccinia virus infects a cell, it forces it to produce a protein that shuts complement activation down. This way, the virus creates safe zones around the cells it infects. When it kills them and tries to infect more, it has a higher chance of being successful. Or some bacteria, for example, can grab certain molecules from the blood that keep the complement system calm and make themselves invisible. So the complement system, while being extremely important, is only one player in the complex and beautiful organization that is our immune system. A beautiful example of how many mindless things can do smart things together. 
Yeah, I'm not sure about the mindless thing. By you. Without your direct support... Uh, a fantastic, uh, fantastic uh, little clip. <laughs> All right, where were we? C1Q. So one of those, uh, one of those proteins. That's what they've tagged. Yeah, that one. That one. And so uh, we see, what are we seeing? Uh, complement activation in immune complexes. Yes, yes, yes. And so COVID, non-COVID. So complement C4D cells, IgG, uh, antibodies, uh, IgM. And again, the, there's this sort of uh, penumbra around the, uh, the vessels. Now... What does you know functionally? What is this going to mean? So let's let's go back to where do you go? This <laughs> right? Oh, let's go back. This thing, um, right? All of that is happening all through that, all through that mass in your skull, and you know there's a. Uh, the blood-brain barrier is this highly complex interaction between, you know, compartments as you call them. But this, you know, this was what was what was uh, Cowan saying that there was like cellophane. What was his analogy? Cellophane. It's it's it's, it's completely not. It's it's about differentiation between um, proteins lining the blood-brain barrier and signaling molecules and how tight you maintain the endothelia, for example, as, as the, uh, the interface between the blood chemistry and your brain chemistry. Now, people have been asking me a lot about um, natokinase and all, the, all these things as a anti-amyloid type agent they won't get past the blood-brain barrier those large molecules are, are too big and there's no way that your brain would allow enzymes like that to pass through it's a it's a very very selective barrier now it might be useful in the in the small vessels um, passing through the brain um, of of this i i have no doubt but to get into the brain and have some uh anti-amyloid activity i would i would really want to see hard hard evidence for that um not not that i would discourage but i've i've taken natokinase now for a month and i've run out now so do i want to buy more natokinase do i notice anything different not especially not especially now maybe maybe i would have had a deep vein thrombosis in the last month and it stopped it i don't know but i didn't really notice huge differences in my normal normal low ground state um it says live stream has ended um really no it's still going on rumble uh, rumble's working I believe so. It says live. Yeah, live. What are you on about? Uh, so, 
you know, I'm trying to, to, you know, I'm skimming this paper, but every, every one of these are blood vessels, right? And so you're, you're, you're seeing this very complex reaction take place at the interface of the blood brain barrier. And all, all of this allows for, you, you just got to think permeability. Everything becomes leaky and stuff that should be kept inside the brain leaks into the blood and stuff that's in the blood will get into the brain. And, you know, uh, you know, is the virus wanting to do that? And, yeah, you, you know, you could argue that, that there's a, if it can get established in the central nervous system, then it, it gains a, an advantage that compared to the rest of the body, uh, it wouldn't have, which is the brain is somewhat immunoprivileged. The really, the really active, uh, dangerous components, or not dangerous, but to, to just highly dynamic um, immune system is is kept at bay from from the central nervous system. I mean, you get infiltrate in, but it's it's when you're at that stage, you're in a bad way and you're very likely going to need um, medical attention um, and try to tough it out, I guess. All right, spatial transcriptomics. What do we see here? So we're looking at, uh, we sort of determine the most appropriate method. Um, uh, yeah, GFAP, CD45, PCAMP, yep, okay. Differentially expressed genes between COVID-19 patients and controls were then identified significantly. So that we looked at this the other day, and this was kind of interested. And the, the genes that we saw were all part of the genes that were activated with Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, all, all these, again, prion-like disorders, protein misfolding disorders, proteinaceous infectious particles. And... Um, Again, there's a, a bias towards the hindbrain in this data. That That's what this, each, each one of these graphs that we're seeing, you see more of this activity in the hindbrain relative to the forebrain. Um, let us see what we can see. So this is looks like cerebellum to me. This is brainstem. And what are they looking at? So microglia. So microglia are like the immune cells of the central nervous system, but they're they're not they're not this they're not mobile, if you like. There's it, you have to think that you've got like a network of microglia around which you've got the astrocyte, the neuron, and the oligodendrocyte, and they're kind of they're kind of fixed, right? You don't have really you don't have migrating microglia go from your brain, well, you shouldn't, go <laughs> from your brainstem and travel to the front, right? It's it's a sort of localized response. And they're there to sort of try and grab any any sort of infective agent, right? And it's the last line of defense that you have. And when when everything starts breaking down and then the and then the killer T cells start getting in there, then um yeah, you're likely to end up in brain as a uh, anatomy. Anatomy study. So, all right, so microglial nodules, yes, uh, in the cerebellar cortex. So, a cluster of microglia surrounding neurons in the gray matter were present. 
C68 cells were found in clusters in the cerebellum, case 9. Double labeling of 68 and cow binding red in the cerebellum. So cow binding is a calcium-specific um, antibody. No, it's a protein that sequesters calcium, and you can. It's it's one of the easier, not easier, but it's a common protein that you look for, and we use it as a as a way to make a functional division between brain systems. So, like the basal ganglia as a whole has a cow binding differentiation between the limbic regions and what are considered motor now why why is that i don't think we have a good a really good answer why and you know cow binding is you know considered to be somewhat protective in these regions so when you do when you do lesions of the dopaminergic system the cow binding rich regions will not be impacted as much as the other regions and because and, and calcium is part of the um the signaling pathway well when 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 you've got too much calcium the cell triggers itself to to die um so uh we see microglia nice okay i i believe them i believe them um the cerebellum i had no idea the cerebellum was so calbind rich. interesting um the number of foci of neuronophagia was significantly increased in the brains of COVID-19 patients compared to non-COVID-19 controls. There were significantly more foci of neuronophagia in the hindbrain compared to the forebrain. Dots represent that average of individual values in the brain regions that make up the forebrain and highbrain of patient. Okay. Um, yeah, so... Is that anything really interesting to sort of orientate ourselves? So you can see the pons and medulla. No, which nucleus is that? Let me orientate sagittal. Yeah, I want the nuclei. So hard to just get a... <laughs> They've covered it up. Fuck you. So pons and medulla. Just see if that makes sense on this. Pons, medulla. Eh. I don't know. In my mind, it's sort of it's more. There's more of a bump to it, but I guess it, it depends where you where you're taking the section actually. So if you're if you're moving towards the edge. Yeah, you would you would lose that sort of curve, the anterior curve to it. Eh. 
All right. So yeah, I agree that um, there's a there's a whole lot going wrong in this these people's vasculature in the brain. It would be very very uncomfortable. Um, and that's the, that's the paper that that will get you in brain. Uh, so I think uh, the discussion is. Oh, here's the. Uh, Wound healing signaling. It's not as nice as the other paper we looked at the other day. Mm. Sonic hedgehog signaling. Yeah, I would have to. I would have to check all what these gene transcriptions because a lot of them are. It's not my. It's not my domain. <laughs> ATM signaling, G alpha I signaling, osteoarthritis pathway. Coronavirus pathogenesis pathway. Um. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like to say in, in inflammation. <laughs> that's what that's what I take from that. And again, um, this this adds weight to the uh, idea that corticosteroids are uh, a way to go. So uh, you've got a mechanism here. Complement cascade, as we just looked at. Um, so it's attaching to M MAC. So that bursts the endothelium, von Willebrand factor. Yeah, you get a clot. Lymphocyte comes in, transmigrates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I'm not. Um, I don't. I, I wouldn't argue with any of this. And again, the, the thing to notice is that the so the, the junction between the epithelia here is what coming apart and then the clotting factors start and then this triggers the immune cascade and then cells start dying start consuming themselves and again this is this is the footprint or the fingerprint of a neurodegenerative state and you have something like this happen, it takes time to recover. It's why people get long hauler. And in, in all this, you have the protein misfolding um, pathways. And it, it, this is it. So the protein misfolding is like a, a, a layer lower than what you're looking at here. This is sort of macro. Not macro. Ma gross anatomy would be like looking at the brain and then this is micro i guess and then i don't know what you call the proteins nanoscale yeah uh very very interesting um i salute them very nice work not easy well i say not easy i, I haven't seen these uh, i haven't seen these automated machines that do all this histochemistry <laughs> maybe it just takes them a few minutes to get it but um 
yeah like i said i don't think i don't think there's anything that we learned that was new just nice pictures nice pictures of uh all these cascades and the blood vasculature collapsing basically not collapsing becoming leaky leaky so if you want the uh link for this maybe i should just do this do this do this and i think that's the uh neuroscience done like i say it was just a brief uh overview you got my sort of real time look through it and again nothing um nothing new that we didn't know just uh nice nice immunohistochemistry which uh yeah but just uh, if i was to review this i would just say just uh could you just look for amyloid <laughs> just see what you get you've got the data but i guess i guess when you when you're doing this study you sort of set out and say okay we're gonna we're gonna do this and you can process you can only process so much tissue with so many stains and so to, to ask them to like add a whole new uh whole new antibody um technique onto it etc maybe maybe it's sort of outside their their wheelhouse all right so i will check the chat if there's any questions uh let's see i'll do i'll actually use use live stream chat here all right what time is it all right so i'll, I'll go back half an hour doc kev took the cocaine no <laughs> uh, i'm going to sleep soon i'm going to do a stream in the morning uh all right prioritizing emergency stores for alcohol content is just smart thinking uh you mean booze um yeah maybe maybe a beer with supper is nice you know what i was after i'd gone uh shooting bow shooting with my son you know we you know we had to sort of go in this overgrown place it was hot sweaty lots of, lots of flies and i was like oh i could murder a beer i didn't have one uh danger mouse says a fucking eight wasps me too you should see the ones we get around here I like that. Wasps are like Nazi flies. Yep, yep. Um, yay for cartoons. Yeah, look, man. Um, it's nice to have a refresher course. And you know, when was, when was the last time that I sat there and worked my way through the compliment system? <laughs> Hardly ever. I just I know it's there. Uh, let's see. JC needs an animator. Maybe. Uh, he does a good enough job by himself. Let's see. Uh, nuked on YouTube. Really? Oh shit. Did we get taken down from YouTube? Why? No, nah, it says we're streaming there. What's the matter with you? Knock it off. Uh, maybe the streams are a bit sketchy. I don't know. Do I have... Uh... No, I don't have uh... VPN on. All right. Uh, let's see. Copyright. Can you believe it? Um, did they take me down for copyright? Really? Wow. uh youtube booted the doc 
Um, let me just check my email. They really, they really booted me for playing that guy's, playing that guy's YouTube. Holy shit. Wow. What an asshole. <laughs> I'll not play his cartoons again. Fuck him. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, uh, your stream was interrupted. Uh, due to copyright match, your stream was interrupted. Um, uh, streams are interrupted when copyright content is detected. After copyright material is no longer being streamed, streams are automatically re-enabled. Um, there you go. Sorry, you couldn't, I, I, only I got to watch the compliment. <laughs> Unless you're on Rumble or the other channels. <laughs> YouTube is just dying rotten platform. I hate it. I really hate it. Um. Uh oh. Oh. So. Uh. I asked about uh, Richard and. Uh, let me copy these and copy link address. This is Richard addressing. Um. Terrainers. Uh, so let's do that. Too many people listening. God bless you back. Uh, we, yeah, watch on Rumble. Um, it, it, yeah, copyright. You're not allowed to. I think Finkel Stein strikes again. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Um, it is what it is. And back a minute later. Yeah, so apparently it's a temporary thing. If you play, if they detect copyright material now. Hey, stop it. A good way, good way to uh, prevent advertising your stuff. Seems to me. Uh, you don't know how angry I am, indeed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see all about uh, policy violation. Merges more and more that we were right and we are not the typical anti-vax but using scientific method of working to the end and to the point. Yes, yes, this is this is what we've been doing from the beginning. Synthetic, it's an unknown at the moment. It's, it's a problem. I would, I would say that much. <laughs> and, you, you know, you've got to wrap your head around the science. And look, look, uh, you know, how often do I sit there and go through learning compliment cascades hardly hardly ever right you know it's it's more about when i come up against the problem you have the tools to start going and and picking it apart if i need to and you know the vascular issues is something that we've known about for a long time and what what i would predict is that if you if you take spike protein and you get it into the vasculature from <laughs> I'm trying to watch my language, but via gene transfection and it gets into the vessels and it gets into the brain. It may cause all of these problems. It's why we've got to do the monkey studies. We have to do it. Uh, let's see. Um, Let's see. 
did that, did that. You can track my comments on YouTube. And when I saw the doc and the prion stuff, I learned a lot about it. A year later, at the end of 2021, predicted tauopathies and amyloidosis being most likely. Well, the what's going to happen is it depends on the individual. And this is this is why I keep trying to hammer home proteinaceous infectious particle prion. And whichever one you go down, a, a lot depends on your own your own biology. This this is this is why there's no easy black or white answer bleak uh let's see i can't spell van go but i know he chopped his knob off <laughs> look at the videos with the jabbed and the white fibers early this year yeah and i would i would say that that is um how would you say uh i i, I think that's the fibrinogen resistant clots that are amyloid heavy in the brain we we don't know how these inflammatory factors are gonna are gonna kick off and um amyloid amyloid is a prime component and you know you 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 get amyloid with tauopathies you get amyloid with alpha synucleopathies it's 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 complex what can i say how much more money do you need for the lab? Um, well, I've got potentially two, two people who have said that they will step up. And if they step up, it means that I can get into the lab and do minimum two monkeys, I hope four. And, you know, the, the other issue is, you know, it's being reviewed right now by by the lab and it's whether you know we've got options right? we've got options i go to a bsl free lab right and i'm 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 i only i'm cordial right now with just one right and the other i'm at loggerheads with because of previous issues and so i can't use that one and so it it comes it comes down to how much how much do they want to investigate this problem is it worth it to them now i think that there's a potential for using the phenomenon that we've observed during the pandemic including well so the, the, let's put it this way the premise behind the study is that, that it might be possible to induce all of this type of pathology by just using exposure to something like the spike protein and then maybe adding in other peptides of interest like ORF6, ORF10, nucleocapsid, giving it in a bolus and then seeing if there's changes in these, in these animals. Now, intramuscularly, maybe it might be a bit of a long shot, but I'll put dollars to donuts. If you give a good IV shot and, and the gene transfection technology is active, you get a, you get a clean one or a, or a highly active one, then you will, um, you're very likely to see these types of responses that we've just looked at here, particularly the coagulopathy. But 
coupled with that is the protein misfolding and then all all the immune cascades that are going to come with it and that's that i think is the um we, we, the whole point is to explore the envelope of adverse events and in exploring the adverse event envelope we might have a new way of modeling neurological disorders that's a big deal that counts for a lot and if you know i hope, i really really pray that the two people that have said that they're interested in supporting that study will will step up and and do it now if if the lab decides that they don't want to pursue that project there are other options right and which means i do it locally but i don't i don't have the institutional cover that i would like i can do it in my own lab right it's not hard for me to get a monkey in japan and bloody everywhere and it's not i can get vaccine i can get everything that i need to run this study there's not there's nothing stopping me from a legal perspective running those experiments it would be nice to have all the facilities to run those experiments to hand because there's, there's a lot of infrastructure goes into maintaining primates and i would like i would like to be able to do long-term exposure studies to, to see what happens and and again part of that is just independent of anything to do with SARS anything to do with the vaccines I'm I'm interested in the just the neurodegenerative modeling that may be possible that's that's more a more realistic model than giving something like MPTP to mimic parkinson's and it, it it would be a huge advance to be able to do that now i'm telling everyone the <laughs> secret sauce here but um you know some uh, someone's got to do it and you know if, if someone else gets to it for me uh, great I, I'm, I'm not that fussed um um but i'm happy to get in there and get a, get a study going that could really really push our our theoretical and practical tools that we have because it'll open up a whole new um domain of therapeutics that can be tested because there aren't there aren't many therapeutics that you can bring to bear once you've lesioned an animal with mptp or you you go in and you overexpress alpha synuclein for example, or tau, they're they're very um, how would you say that they're limited in scope. The models, right? And there's always this trade-off with that you have with these validity criteria: construct, predictive, and face. So face does that does the disease that you're trying to model? Does the preparation that you're using look like the disease? If you've got just a cell culture, eh, it's kind of difficult. Maybe you'll get some biomolecular signal that you could say, well, we think that's associated with the disease. But unless you've got the the symptom profile, then your your face validity is weak. Um, construct, 
validity? What's the basis of the disease-causing mechanism that you're modeling with? And it's likely, or, or when you use neurotoxins, like we, which we're limited to at the moment, there's, there's not much else out there. I mean, people are trying to make genetic models, etc., and and this might be a an a interface between people who are trying to do genetic models and the chemical lesioning camp. And the idea to be is to get towards Daphne monkey rather than the MPTP monkey. It's a more more realistic model. Uh. Well, you know, I, there's not, um, I don't want to mess them up, but the, the, there's a question that can be answered here. Very, there's a lot of questions that can be really, really drilled down on that, you know, as, as interesting as this data is, you're looking in dead people, right? And it's, it's messy data. Whereas if we've got a way of, like I say, if it, if, even if it takes IV administration and then you get the prion cascades or protein misfolding cascades is a, is a better way of putting it, I guess. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. And some, something that, you know, neuroscience really, really, I would argue, needs with respect to advancing at the moment. And, you know, I hope... I miss Daphne Monkey. Ah, no, she was a nasty little, nasty little bitch, but she was unique. Unique monkey. No, there was no other monkey like it reported. And, you know, the, the issue right now is that I'm, I'm not on talking terms with the people that I did the research with, so it'll never get published. Uh, Rumble livestream stopped. I rebooted stream and it's repeating from earlier. Uh, I'm not sure what to tell you. Uh, each time I check Rumble, it looks live. Um, you know, we have to... It looks live to me. But quit whinging, fuck's sake. Uh, monkey's a bleak. <laughs> uh, all right, let's... See if we can answer some more question. Uh, Hail and pace didn't have many jokes, but some of them are good. The management, you do Ron, Ron, you do Ron. Hail and pace, that's going back some. Uh, let's see. Um, let's just chit chat in the back. Doc, can children have Nax and Quercetin? Um, yeah, if you can get them. In them, I mean, account for dosing. Um, I, I think, well, again, you know, it, I think we're there's a blessing here in that children have this very very healthy children have a an immune system that's ready ready to deal with the most things. Most, I would argue. But again, we're, like I say, if you want to, usually a year's research that I'm proposing, you would ask for $250,000 minimum, minimum to be running that type of study. And I'm trying to do it on way less than half right now. And, you know, that 
the thing is, if you can get in the door and we can show something of interest, more money will come. More money will come. But we've got to we've got to get to that first step. And um, I, you know, I'm I'm praying that the people I've spoken to will um, will step up. And and like I say, if 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 we can't get the full institutional coverage in where I want to do the research again, because I'm I'm dependent on the good graces of the PI in that laboratory. Um, I I can I can still find it. I can I can get the space. Um, it it's not complex research we're not trying to do electrophysiology it's literally an anatomical behavioral type study with doing blood tests and blood tests are easy to do um yeah so you know technically it's not it's not difficult for me uh, uh, with handling the monkey and doing the experiment getting an iv line in it's not it's not tough um the the issue is, you know, I would just, I would just, I would like to be able to say that, you know, I, I passed a review committee with respect to ethical treatment of animals. It's important to me to, to, to show that I've, I've done that. But, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's 125k for a few monkeys, the lab space, the, you're paying for all kinds of shit got pay i've got pay for my time and i've got to live somewhere else to do the research uh let's see yeah lab supplies everything right and everything costs you know it's it's not like amazon right you have to well you can get some stuff off amazon but when you're getting medical supplies for like particularly in japan you, you need to have a supplier. There's usually a middleman between you. It's very difficult to um, go direct to suppliers because suppliers, the, the material suppliers make sure that they work with sales reps because it maximizes their revenue, right? So there's, and you have to, well, it's, 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 that's the, often the more difficult part sourcing the the components that you need but luckily in this instance what we need is cages um someone that's taking care of the animals feeding them and making sure that they're clean and um you know, i'm not keen on doing that stuff anymore and um you know that's that there's you want someone there all the time someone has to go in every day and check that the animals are okay you know, you're not supposed to come in on a Monday and find a stiff monkey that's been dead two, three days. That's a no-no, right? That's not supposed to happen. And you, it's a, not, well, I would say normally you get your, uh, you, you'd be in serious trouble when it happens. But um, that uh, office of, uh, what's it? Research, uh, I forget, what's his name? I'll put it in the uh, manuscript now. Here we go that up. I've cited him just saying as an example of bad science. Kushal. Office of Research Integrity, I think that was the organization. But um 
yeah, normally, normally you'd have that coming down on you. I'd, I, I want to work within the parameters of um, an, an ethical board. It's important. It's, it's literally important. I, I can't emphasize it enough to say how, uh, how critical it is to, to be able to say that you've done all of these things. How much is a stuffed monkey these days? I don't know. <laughs> stuffed monkey. Um, on eBay. I don't know. Not that much, I should think. Real stuff, monkeys. There you go. There's a real one. That's some. Uh, that's some uh, pretty cool taxidermy there. Stuffed animal corpses of rare protected monkeys sold on UK eBay. Nice. There you go. Not that much. <laughs> Cheaper than a living one. <laughs> Real stuffed hunting trophies. Look, man. I, look. Monkeys die all the time. You can make a nice uh, presentation out of it. Ah, why not? 1,500 quid. I'm I'm not against people hunting a, at all. No, it's natural. It's natural for humans to do it. Uh, monkeys are cheap in Asia. Well, yeah, yeah. Look, it it's cheaper here. The, the the reason the reason I don't need a quarter of a million dollars is because I'm in Asia. But again, I, my preference, my preference is to do this research through an institution. Now, I. I could say, well, we, we forget the Institute. I, like I say, I've got most of the equipment to hand, to handle the monkey. The, I could <laughs> it's not, I could do it, get a cage, get the, get the compounds that I need and do, and do the experiment. It would be easier to live stream it and do it all. Um, but you know, I, I, I just think that if if we can we should try to do it as in in as formal manner as possible and so that's that ups the ups the price basically and you know i will i will itemize everything and you know it's part of making a research proposal and everything that gets spent will get uh itemized and uh, lots of auctions for school science equipment going on. Um, interesting. If you've got a link, uh, I'm happy to, uh, to look at it. All right. I think I'm done. That's 3 a.m. Uh, I'm out of here. Uh, I don't think there's anything going on in Japan for sales like that. But um, um, the Daily Mirror is distracting my attention. But uh, now, thank you. Oh, let me just check if people have uh, sent it. I know, I know someone sent one through Streamlabs earlier. Uh, I was speaking to Richard, didn't get a chance. Uh, but someone sent uh, from where? Uh, 
Dakota, maybe. Maybe. Whoever sent a uh, uh, donor from Dakota. Much, much appreciated. Uh, it keeps me in the game. And, um, yeah, um, like I say, the... Oh, let me show you. The, the document is... Uh, how should we say? It's been sent out. And we'll, we'll see what response it gets. And like I say, it, if if I if I have the money available, right, and I, I can go either way, but my preference is to do it properly, right? If we're going to do it, you always try to put your best foot forward. But I also understand that these are unprecedented times and we must, we need that data and it needs to be done in as honest a way as possible so that the people understand what's going on. And, you know, all right. So, uh, oh yeah, I just wanted to show you that it was a thing. <laughs> it's like the computer, the fucking power cuts, man. <laughs> I hate them. All right. Uh... No, not that one. This one. SARS NHP study. And do this. Oh, I've even password protected it. That boom, 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 Referenced everything, right? It's all, all there, all done, and um, we'll see, we'll see. I did my best. I did my best. Um, yeah, I'll live stream as much of it as possible so people can see what's going on. This is we have to have transparency at the moment. Who who do you trust? Who do you trust right now? You help talk to Kev. Okay, thank you, Herman the Tosser. All right. Uh, all right, I'm out of here. Take care, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Um, I might make this one private just because uh, we were talking about the gene transfections a bit too much. Uh, if you want to watch it, hopefully um, it will be up on WTYL. Uh, we'll see. Right. I'm out of here. Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You dumb, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these peppers! I will fucking kill you fucking peppers! This is not a fucking joke anymore. Russ is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they actually say. Fuck these peppers. No fucking vaccine or MRA or ever first in my fucking blood, man. Never! No! I will fucking die! Fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking enemies! Fuck these motherfuckers! Hold it, my guy. So check this out.